Benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and a, a brawl in cell block 99 That's right. to everybody. Yes, please. And uh, we'd like to welcome back to the show, Ryan Silverstein of Cinedelvia.com. Hello, hello. Bone Tomahawk to you guys as well. Hell yeah, dude. We're getting you in here quick and early. Why the, I don't know why we delay introducing our guests when they've been on the show a hundred times. It's fun to watch them sweat. It is. It, it it is. It's, it's a little fun. But this is, uh, this is a very special episode. Yes. Because we are doing kind of a... A cultural exchange, if you will, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in order to knock a, a franchise yes, off of your off shameless. Off of my shameless. So, uh, for those who aren't in the know, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, sure. Uh, also, um, other frequent guests of the show, Jill, Malcolm, and I do yes. a podcast we call The Shame Files. Uh, every episode, we cross another movie off our list of shame. That list of movies that we feel like we should have seen already, but we haven't because we're lazy and we're bad cinephiles. Uh Um, And so we just actually hit episode 25. If you guys are bad Um, cinephiles, I am the worst, as people (laughs) already know from the title of this episode. Time is a flat circle and there's not enough of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are huge, huge gaps in all of our cinema knowledge. And this is a fun way to fill them in and... We kind of started to hold ourselves accountable to it yes. because, like, now we have this thing we want to do every week, and so it's at least one movie off that list yeah. every week. Um, I yeah, so seen Casablanca, but I've seen Transporter three like more times than I can count. <laughs> yeah. That's probably that's an issue. not even the good Transporter. <laughs> no, that's the that one's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I had seen Star Wars like twenty five times uh-huh. or more before I saw like any Kurosawa movie. Yeah, so for- I, I I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we are. Tonight, crossing The Godfather off of Garrett's Shameless. Off of my Shameless, baby. And then an upcoming Shamefile episode, probably sometime this month. Within uh, a couple of weeks. We'll be knocking Godfather Part 2 off of that list. Yes, sir. But I will admit. Forget about Godfather 3, right? It's going (laughs) to roll through the... I'll watch it. It's worth watching. It's not very good. I'll watch it. There's no way either podcast is doing an episode. No. No. would be my guess. A 15-year latent sequel to a duo of of masterpieces. Yeah. You know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but even then, it's rough. Yeah, yeah. The big emotional moment at the end is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So you know. I haven't actually seen Godfather three, but like what you just said equally applies to that, and like the Phantom Menace. Oh, so yeah. like, yeah. I think I think that says everything that needs to be said Absolutely. about the Godfather three uh-huh. right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are doing the Godfather. Yes. But before we get uh, before we get too started, let's do all of our housekeeping. I would love to. Um, I, you do it. I want to do a little housekeeping right off the bat and thank people for coming out to the live show that yes. we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were at. So much fun. Thank you. Yeah, Ryan was there. Jill came. Uh, Shout out to our friend Becca, who has been a previous guest on the show. She did Back to the Future Part 3 with us. And congrats to Becca. Congrats to her. She just brought a new person into the world. She was literally carrying that person when she showed up to the show, and I asked her how she was doing. She said, great, I might have a baby during your show. So she was that pregnant and came out to our show, and I just wanted to shout her out and thank her for being there. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Becca. And congrats. uh, Everybody that was there, you could check out um, Just Grubbin' podcast. Uh, They were in the crowd as our audience basically and we're awesome 
Uh, so I just wanted to give them a quick plug and shout out. Uh, and uh, thank you to uh, my buddy Kevin Gallagher for being one of the guests on the show, putting it together. He hosts a podcast called Everything is Awesome that I've been on a couple times. And you can uh, check me out over there and just uh, give his show a listen because it's very Hi, good. It was nice to meet you outside of Twitter. Yes, yeah. So thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, and uh, really, we're hoping you guys will like shoot us some emails or uh, you know tweet us and let us know what you thought of the live show. If you have any suggestions for future live shows, we kind of are planning to do more, I think. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we had a really good time. It turned out to work very well as an audio show, I think. So mm -hmm. I think we can probably put some more of those together. It was so much easier to put together. Yeah, it was, it was so amazingly easy to put together, yeah. and it was really fun. That took a day. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I think we could do more of those, but I'm curious to hear from uh, listeners what they thought and what they'd like to hear. And so, of course, if you do want to uh, interact there with you us, go. you Perfect. can. Uh, you like that? That's yeah. called a segue. Yeah. And then I blew it by describing what a segue is. <laughs> but um, what was I talking about? No, uh, you were talking about those <laughs> scooters that are self-powered. Yes. yes. Um, Mall cops those. like to use them. Yeah, yep, yeah. especially one mall, mall cop in particular. I think you know what I'm talking about. Ball plart. I got ball, it. Ball plart. <laughs> Call mop. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, Jeff Tate. He's a comedian. He's on Douglas Movies all the time. He could never remember the title of uh, Paul Blart 2, uh, which is just Paul Blart 2. Oh, yeah. uh, and he just kept calling it Paul Blart Mall Blart. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. But it's like, I still. I love Rocky more than anybody, yeah. and I still say Murgis Meredith first, <laughs> and then I say Burgess Meredith uh -huh. every single time. Yeah. It just says better. Yeah, it's like but, my you know. it's like my problem with the uh, Mall Walker, yeah. Wall Mark Bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a friend who could not not call it the Matrix, <laughs> and we'd be like, dude, it's like the one word they say more than any other word in the Matrix, and he'd be like, yeah, no, I got it, I got it, yeah. and he would say the Matrix yeah, over yeah. and over again. <laughs> it's Isaac, you know, Isaac, Isaac, I'm calling you out. He calls it the Matrix. The, by the way, he this also calls it Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, my friend Casey can't remember Taika Waititi's name and always calls him Tiki Wakanda. <laughs> oh my God, that's a shirt! Yeah, I'm at, I have a list of these now. I'm Tiki Wakanda is a really good one. But I really that, want a Tiki Wakanda shirt. Yeah. It's <laughs> we have to be careful with it. Though. I know <laughs> so that one can be tough. I know because that one could cause some pushback. Yeah, if but but definitely write it down. Yes, absolutely. And so, of Just, course, if you want to find us, we're on yeah. iTunes. <laughs> we've, been, we've been riding this like segue for five minutes we now. We are on uh, Tumblr. We're on Facebook, Twitter, at I Like Two Movie with the numeric two. You That's can right. always just Google us and find us. Yep. We are everywhere. We are omnipresent. That's right. So, uh, and yeah. uh, email us, I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. We'd love to hear uh, from you about the show. And about say say his shows. name again. Uh, Casey. Oh, Tiki Wakanda. I thought you were asking me for credit for that one, and I was like, well, it's my friend Casey, here's, which here's means nothing to no one. So far, we have Chewbacca etch a sketch, uh -huh. which is a Chewbacca. Um, we have Domino Riley Gleason. <laughs> this one I threw in there just because it made me laugh. I don't know if it's good, but Jeff Garlic. <laughs> it's just Jeff Garland. Okay. We've got Jerry Butts, Shulabu, yep. Tiki Wakanda, and of course, my, my newest one, Cumby. That's, that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay. Cumby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Cumby. Old Cumby. Uh, okay, uh, and one more thing I want to get out of the way, just because, okay, I, I need to get out of the way. This story has no good ending. It, it just okay. doesn't have a good ending, but it's worth telling. I So the guy that runs the IT at my work, I've seen his name on emails for three years now. I've never met him. I've never spoken to him. He called me the other day, and I swear to God, this is not an exaggeration of what this guy sounded like, nor what he said to me. He was like the quintessential IT guy, and he was like doing that thing where I could hear him breathing the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, he goes, Garrett, is this Garrett? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, this is Jeff over at IT. Look, what are you doing over there? You just... 
<laughs> you're using up all my resources. I was like, excuse me? He was like, you're just you're eating up all my resources. You're, you're pinging my system five times a second. What are you doing? And I was like, I, I don't... You know, my job is to literally send out emails all day long, right? Like, I have a piece of software that just churns out email, like 5,000 emails at a time. And he was like, well, yeah, I know that's what you do. What are you? I mean, how often are you doing it? And I was like, literally all day, every day. That's <laughs> every what I do. And if day. you're just calling me now, I've been doing it for three years. <laughs> like, if this is a problem, how did it just because I just like, there's no good ending to this story. It was just the funniest fucking phone. I like, I couldn't I believe the way yeah. I'm, that's not an exaggeration. That's exactly what he sounds like. It's so weird that George Romero is yeah. working IT. Eating up all my resources. <laughs> It was the most mind blowing phone call I've ever got. Like Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I hate all my resources, true believer. Yeah, yeah. Excelsior. Yeah. It was unreal. I just I need to share that with people because that voice was so crazy to me. Do you think Stan Lee's computer has instead of an escape key an Excelsior button <laughs> that he presses? <laughs> Excelsior. I, I assume that he called you on the phone. That makes him about the. He's in the Romero Lee age bracket. Right. Then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't G chat you. No. Yeah. That sets off another ping. It was just wildly funny to me. That's I couldn't so believe funny. it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Eating up all my resources. <laughs> I, I keep saying that sentence in my head over and over because it's so funny means. to me. I, I, I mean, like Tron level of logic. Yeah, I mean, I, I could get into technical programs. bullshit that I do understand about it, but it, it, it's just dumb. It was just like super he funny. You streaming, admit it. Yeah, I, I wish. By the way, I did suddenly think like, I mean, I'm listening to Spotify and <laughs> I have like four slash film articles open in the background. I was like, maybe he's calling me about one of these things. And then I realized like, oh, no, my job literally is to ping his system all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah. And use up all his resources. He's using up all my that. resources. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> using up all my resources. And just you combine it with the... Yeah. <laughs> and just like you can hear him breathing Excuse the whole me, time. sir. Are you Black Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what this is? Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny to me, and I wanted to share. That's uh, pretty all right, incredible. Let's move on to The Godfather. I think we can do... Oh, and we're going to do a list at the end of this episode. We are like going to do it. We are. Um, inspired by the appearance of Robert Duvall in this movie yes. being... I actually looked up. He was 41 yep. during the making because he's now 160. Uh-huh. Something, something to that effect. Uh, he was 41 yeah. in 1972. And so, yeah, he was a young man. Yeah. So seeing Robert Duvall as a young yeah. man inspired this list. And Pacino and, and James Caan. Yeah. Oh, you know, Pacino like, looks completely it, different. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks like of a young woman the, in this movie. Oh, well, of all, of the, uh, yeah. all of the male celebrities that aged into being an old lesbian, yeah. uh, Pacino did it best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> is an old lesbian. He's better than any because every age rock star becomes an old lady uh-huh. and uh he just he did it better than than tom petty he did yeah. it better than david bowie uh-huh. um, yeah he is he is the ultimate steven tyler might Ste- be i mean one Ste- of the ultimate steven examples. tyler is the queen of, yeah. of oh, yeah. age lesbian <laughs> emphasis on queen <laughs> and no love lost to steven tyler yeah yeah the other day my friend was like wait that the lyrics of that song are actually dude looks like a lady yeah. and i was like yeah it was written yeah. by that dude that looks, looks like, like a lady you know what that song's about um the uh, one of the members of Aerosmith was checking out a sexy lady from behind, and then uh, this lady turned around and it was the lead singer of Poison. <laughs> and so they made fun of him, and their dude looks like a lady was born. It's crazy that of all people to make fun of him, Aerosmith made fun yeah. of him. Uh, well, they, they weren't saying they weren't making fun of him for looking yeah. like a lady, they were making fun of their own band member yeah. for believing this yeah. person to be a lady for, for having his to, own personal to sexualize it. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, that's our bro, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it was poison. It was one of those. Ba- I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. I, I, I know it wasn't like Skid Row, but you know, <laughs> right, right. it is one of the, yeah. 
Uh, well, so like we're going to do a list uh, based on that idea that uh, we're going to talk about just some other movies with uh, actors that we know and love now. And especially for us, it's like, you know, we, we grew up in the 80s and the 90s, like actors that we grew up with being sort of, I, I don't know, now are like the generation of, of elder statesmen, you know, them, them in their younger roles, in their earlier roles. Yeah, my my list is actually going to be a little bit different. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, they're more people closer to our age. Oh, okay. Um, I like that. So it's more like first appearance, yeah. like when they got noticed, and then later on going back to those earlier performances. Yeah. Like, okay. So, so th- back to the future twos on your list. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, baby Elijah Wood is in Back to the Future too. Yes, he is, so. and is on my list. Spoiler. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't put it on my list because I figured it would be on everything. It's going to be on somebody's I list. Did yeah. More like, like somewhat big name. Yeah, I, I tried to. Stuff. Yeah, I, I tried to do a couple interesting things that are a little older. But um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's great. I'm interested It'll be to hear your list. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to think about that. I was like, do I know any young Chris Hemsworth movies? You know, I was like trying yeah, to think. Star- yeah, like Star that. Trek. Yeah. I, yeah. See, that's not. A, I guess I was thinking like even you know what I mean like young young you know right. Like, to me, the Chris Hemsworth of Thor is not that far removed from the Chris Hemsworth of Star Trek. Right. No, that's. I mean, abs- that definitely. That is definitely true. You know? um, yeah, my list is more like people who are huge, huge stars now, but yeah. had these like really impactful roles yeah. as kids. Yeah, and, like, interesting. Or not as kids, but at least as younger, younger yeah. people. Now you know? I'm starting to pick up what you're putting down. I already yeah. got some ideas of what might pop up later on your list. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. I know one. I know, yeah. but I don't want to spoil your Dan list. Dan probably has could probably guess one, but is yeah. Josh Brolin? It's not Josh Brolin. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like the hunk young man who just yeah. became like this disposable. You know, Hollow Man. He was yeah, the star yeah. of, and then now he's just like, "There's no one better." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's I mean, no one better. I, I was like telling uh, Garrett before the show that like I'm shit at recognizing actors. Mm. So like, I don't think I remember Josh Brolin before like No Country for Old Men. Right, right. Like yeah. he like came into existence in that movie. Yeah. So I like mean, he is just grizzled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who. We, I mean, he was he was Stand by Me, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, Goonies. I'm of Goonies. Yeah. Goonies. Yeah. I was th- I'm, th- I'm thinking of the wildly inferior movie. Uh, Goonies. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'm talking Smack and Goonies. You're confusing him with Jerry O'Connell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sliders, baby. Yeah. So yeah, Godfather. This is uh Who? this is largely considered the best movie of all time. Yes, it is. And if it's not, then the sequel is. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You've never seen Godfather, I've never so seen why not tell us a little Godfather. bit about what you thought about it beforehand and what so you received. My reticence with the Godfather, uh, I think was partially born of you know, starting to consider myself a cinephile at like 16 and everybody going, well, then these are the movies you have to see. And me being a, you know, just a teenager that didn't want to listen to shit being like, no, I'll never see those movies. Like, (laughs) how good could they be? You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Godfather felt like it could be overhyped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if your Uncle Billy likes it and he only likes like four movies, like how good could the Godfather be? And then the other thing is I don't have, I mean, this was my thing with Goodfellas, which we finally got to do on the show here recently. That was my thing. I never watched Godfather because growing up, my dad showed me Goodfellas and he was like, you can keep your Godfather. Yeah. Goodfellas is the mob movie you want. And like yeah. they really are apples and we'll get to it, oranges. But, uh, <laughs> they really are apples and oranges. Yeah. But apples and not, olive oil. not to dad yeah. who just, you know, <laughs> anything that's not him looks the same. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and my thing is just I, I don't I have... talk a lot of shit on you on this show, but you are awesome. Uh, Does not... your dad listen to the show? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> probably not. He probably would be like, this is stupid. I don't even think you're that insulting to him. You just describe him as the most dad-like yeah, dad I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, I... <laughs> I make him sound pretty racist, but he is. <laughs> the most dad-like dad I've ever heard. 
Fair enough. Anyway, back to your story yeah, sorry. about the Godfather. I, just <laughs> I, leave my dad out of this. I love you, pops. You're great, but you really got to ease up on uh, on the words you used to refer to Obama, who, if you haven't checked, is no longer the president. Yeah. So it's you don't Give have to worry Google. about him. Yeah. yeah, you can move forward. Uh, uh, my thing with the Godfather is also just my thing about like mob movies. I was never interested in mob movies. I don't know why. Just the thing I was never interested in. They carry that same thing as war movies. Where yeah, you feel like it's like such a huge pill that it's yeah. almost not worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, for some reason I thought they uh, would be like somber affairs too, and mm-hmm. I don't really know why because the two I've seen now, <laughs> I mean, two of the best, G- Goodfellas and The Godfather, are not somber affairs. You know, they're they're pretty mm-hmm. exciting big movies full of like huge characters and stuff. Yeah, I, I have a similar experience with mob movies with, and you know, Goodfellas also sort of kind of broke that dam mm-hmm. a little bit because when Jill and I started dating or hanging out or whatever, she was like, you got to watch this movie because it's really great. And I was oh, like, she, she shame filed. She good did. Films. That's incredible. And awesome. I was, and I was no like, you're married. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah. I guess I'll watch it. It's, yeah. it's long. Right. And she was like, yeah, but like, you won't notice. And yeah. then like, after that movie was over, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> How can did you play I play it again? You're right. Yeah. Like, can we watch it like right yeah. now? Um, and then for Godfather, you know, it, uh, I think we saw it over at the Ambler Theater because oh, they cool. do, uh, during the summer, they play like classic movies during the week. Okay. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to sit through the Godfather, doing it in a theater is going to be the way where I'm going to pay attention and yes. get the most out of it. Yes. Uh, and I'm really glad I did because I really ended up enjoying the Godfather. In my book, it still doesn't hold a candle to the amazingness that is Goodfellas. Uh, okay. But again, yeah. as Dan alluded, it's, it's very, they're, they are very different. Yeah. They um, have different intentions. Yeah. You know, it's a different, um, they're just trying to tell a different story. Yeah, you know? I will. I was will... all my life. I wanted to be a gangster, and I try and try to get out, but it keeps sucking me back yeah, in. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's. There is a weird thing where because I've because I saw Goodfellas before this, and now I've seen this, and I and you know I know enough about the you know Scarface and the Untouchables and other movies I've not seen, but are you know these other sort of like classics of of mob cinema. It does feel like The Godfather is like the template, though. Like, it is the story of a family and a guy, like a young man, that gets pulled into the family business, so to speak, Mm. uh, and, you know, shows the way this kind of power can corrupt. Like, even though Goodfellas is all my life I've wanted to be a gangster, it is very much about that guy being, like, continually further corrupted by the power that he gets to wield and hold. Well, because they draw him in with a little bit of responsibility. And it's like, oh, no, you did good. You did good. Try this. You did good. So it's like they are different stories, but it does feel like the template that gets you there, right? Mm -hmm. It is this similar story of once you give a man that kind of power, like, what happens to that man? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Bore out to the end. You know, it's like both movies really take that to a very interesting sort of like finality, mm-hmm. um, which is so anyway, I just, I did notice a lot of parallels I thought, but I see what you're saying. It is actually a distinctly kind of like almost opposite story. Yeah. I mean, this one is, is sort of telling the Corleone family yeah. story where the other one's telling about like the adventures that yes, uh, uh, Henry, Hill. Henry, Henry Hill, Hill had yeah. in the mob, but also too, it's worth noting that from what I've read, you know, leading up to this podcast, the imagery of the Godfather was adopted after the fact by mafia crowds. That's what I've heard, yep. yeah. And so it's funny that we think of, you know, um, do you ever see uh, uh, The Act of Killing? No. It, nope. a lot of oh, it, I know what you're talking it's, about. Yeah, it's yeah. about, you know, these. they were basically torturers, but yeah. they were some level of, of gangsters. Oh, yeah, no, Act of Killing, they were inspired yeah. by American movies. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it, you're going like, oh, these idiots, thinking that they can act like these movies, but then, like, that's universal. Yeah. And The Godfather is, like, proof positive of that because... 
when you're when you when you leave Goodfellas, you don't really want to join the mob, right? When you leave the Godfather, like hey, I think maybe I could do well in that world, you know? Like it it has that that thing that if I was already in the mob, yeah, my brain would be like, well, if we do it a little a mo- little bit more like they do it, we might be onto something, right? And then it becomes this image well, thing. There too. is a whole thing mm-hmm. throughout the movie about like ideals and morality mm-hmm. and rules, you know, like part of what makes the Corleone so interesting to follow is you kind of get the impression from the first hour of the movie that it's like, oh, but this is the family that has standards and the family right. that... Well, they don't want to get into drugs. Right. It's dirty business. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like they have standards and they have rules. and but they, they have... will kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like then right. as the movie goes on, you realize like really what is lying underneath all of that, that like these rules don't make them different from any of the other mob families. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it, you know, it, that is interesting. That's kind of the way they get you in is, is they give you this sort of false sense of like, oh, this is maybe like the, the moral family or the, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Um, I read, uh, Ebert's essay on the Godfather, not his like original review, but his entry into, uh, Ebert's great movie series. And he, one of the things that he says the Godfather does so well is create an insular world yes. so that basically, um, you know, Don Corleone is like he is giving the morality like to his own world. So yes. like we're not looking at it through the moral lens of right and wrong as everyone outside would see it, but right and wrong within the context of the family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you sort of it makes you as the audience sort of adopt that morality yeah. as you're watching things unfold, which is really cool. And credit to the writing of the character of Don Corleone and the performance of it you do get the sense that he is softer in his older age mm, mm-hmm. because he's seen some shit. He's seen... He's, he's a wise guy. He's a, he's a wise <laughs> guy. Hey. <laughs> we're, we're doing elbow... elbow Schmada. That's the only thing I picked um, up from this movie. The, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what it means. But he's, you know, there is a respect that he commands from the audience because you go, he's actually trying to avoid this all-out yeah. war because he's seen it. Yeah. And he's starting to feel the way that all grandparents feel where they see their family yep. and... Their own well-being becomes secondary to the well-being of their family. And yeah. no matter what his means are, that is a very noble cause, and it feels very lived in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, people are going to die, but he's easy to get on board with yeah. just because that's, you know, he, in that vacuum, his morality is sound. Well, and I think, like, one of the brilliant things this movie does, because this is to your point, Ryan, about, like, the way it creates this insular world I loved especially like the first hour of this movie. I thought was like riveting and super entertaining. It was way funnier than like no one no one ever told me to that like hey the Godfather is actually funny. Oh yeah, and oh it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's, good piece it's of like, entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it really is. It's really funny. I thought I dreaded playing it last week yeah. because it's so long and I've seen it maybe four times total yeah, yeah. in my life. But as soon as it started, it was like I was oh, in yeah, immediately. This is this scene. Oh this yeah. Is, oh this is this greatest scene ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. the next one's this greatest scene ever. I, I was in right away, and the thing that they do in that. The, and I love this. So, like, the opening scene is in Don Corleone's office. Yep. Uh, very quickly, he makes mention that it's his daughter's wedding. And, and what a hardcore opening of just the guy explaining why he needs that favor. Right. That's, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's he's this guy is asking him a favor. Like it literally opens on him giving that monologue. Yeah. That is a, I mean, right. That's a great monologue. So, he's like, this guy is asking for a favor, and he keeps mentioning it's his daughter's wedding. And he, and he keeps saying, like, and you come to me and ask me this favor on today. The day of my daughter's wedding. Mm. You know, like he like... That's the rule. Right. But that's the thing is you get the impression from this first conversation, because you know nothing else about this world, that this is unusual. 
And yep. this guy is making a bunch of mistakes and breaking the Don's rules yep. all across the board. Mm. He went to the cops first. Right. Only to find out that 17 more people are going to ask the Don for favors on oh, his yeah. daughter's way. Like, this is actually not abnormal There's at all. There's a man sitting out front. Luca Brazzi is sitting yes. out front uh, rehearsing yep. Yep. what he's going to say to the Don. I love is the re- that man talking to yeah. himself? Yeah. That was so good. I love the reveal that this is not abnormal. Like, that, that's how he gets you into the insular world, yep. is you have that first conversation where you're like, okay, now I'm learning the rules, because he's giving him these rules. He's saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm your, you know, you don't show me any respect, you don't treat me like a friend, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so, oh, your respect, and I'll give you a favor, and so you learn all these rules. And then very quickly, we get, like, three more people coming in for favors, mm-hmm. and you realize, like, oh, this isn't abnormal. This is literally, this is like all part of tradition. This is like and part the of the thing. connected to everybody. Yeah. He can make anything happen. Yep. You just you're you have an open ended dick. Yes, and that is such a scary thing. Yeah. But I love and not to jump too far ahead, but the paying off of that guy's debt is so heartwarming to me. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, that yeah. is that is a beautiful because he gives him the whole like you know uh, one day and that day may never come. Yeah, uh, you know I'm gonna have to call it in and blow and the guy's like anything anything yeah, for yeah. you and all that. You might have to replace the combos inside my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you but might have the, to wear gloves. It gets a little acidic in there. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I love about this is that start happening a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I love about that wedding sequence is how efficiently it introduces you to like twenty five characters, so many characters, and how well it uses Michael and his sort of you know similar to Henry Hill of Goodfellas, his outsider yes sort of perspective, and uh, I forget what his like fiance his girlfriend's name is. Diane Keaton. Um, <laughs> yeah. K. D-D-K. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's like right. twenty six years yeah, old. Yeah, K. That's movie. right. Yeah, twenty six. Um, and like he's expl- younger you know, than I am now in that movie. It's whoa, that, oh, yeah. I know. it's crazy. Um, so it, uh, it, but using his character and sort of their conversations to set up all of these other people and just the the feel of it and the flow of it and like you know the guy out like the FBI outside like writing down license plates oh, of who's yeah. there and like all of these things are happening in and around this wedding and yeah. like. That could almost be the whole movie, and it would still be a great movie. I agree. I like could have spent the entire movie just the if day of the Don's daughter's cut, wedding. You yeah. know that seven and a half yeah. hour supercut of Godfather one and two. The wedding is like a good hour and change. Whoa! It's just a full thing. Yeah. So it's amazing that they were able to cut it down to something that still feels as uh, satisfying. Yeah. And, you know, it's a uh, one one thing that I that I noticed this time around that I never noticed before. You know, they're all singing on stage with the band. When the old guy gets up to sing, his teeth fall out for half a second, and uh-huh. he pops them back in and continues to sing. That's pretty <laughs> funny. And I never noticed it. It's like a quick, you know. It, yeah. It's one of those where it was clearly just a mistake, but it was just, it's so real. It yeah. works. And I love the touch of Sonny going out to the guys with the cameras. He smashes the camera and then and just then he throws a couple throws bucks money. at it. Because yeah. it's like, you can't come after me if I paid for your camera, yeah. but right. also you're not getting the picture. Yeah. And, and even the when, you know, the the one guy that is taking pictures of the table, the guy at the table, like, get that camera. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he <laughs> destroys the film, gives yeah. it back, and it's just, that's how it's done. Yep. Like, we don't know what, you know, we're not going to say anything, but we don't want any of that shit on, you know, yeah. that was the that was the wedding photographer. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that. What yeah. a great and like that 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 also suggests as to just how deep this family goes because yeah. on the surface it's a lovely wedding. Yep, it, we'd all be so lucky to have such a beautiful wedding, but just under the surface there's discussions of murder, literal yep. murder yep. going on. There's film being destroyed because you just 
Yeah. Nope. We have to maintain this illusion. Yeah. Because it's the only thing keeping the mob alive. Well, yeah. The, and the way that this movie dispenses that kind of information just by you like seeing it, like it's almost like the dialogue is an, is almost not necessary for you to pick mm-hmm. up on all of these right. things about the way that this world functions. Yeah. Well, there and there's a lot of interesting things like layered into that first scene uh, that are I thought like so like there's um, there's uh, the Don asking for Michael the whole time. Yeah. He keeps asking. We can't take this photo yeah. without Michael here. Exa- exactly. Yeah. He's like, and, and you know, you get later into the movie and it, you suddenly realize like, oh, right. Like Michael is basically the Don's favorite son. Right. Like, probably always was. Yeah. That, that was going to be better than all this. Right. But yeah. I do love that we do find out that there's a little bit of self-service in his wishes for Michael because he says to him, like, oh, I never wanted you to have this. And you're like, oh, what a guy. You realize how bad it is. He's like, I thought you could have been senator. That would have taken right. it. And it's like, oh, this is all, you know, yes, I do believe in your love for your child yep. and that you don't want him to be tainted right. by this. But also, this was a leg up for you. Exactly. You, know, you wanted to have another senator up. under your. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Ma- Michael Corleone is the Anakin Skywalker of the right. of the Godfather, where like it's all about furthering this aim yeah. of this family. Yeah. Uh, and whatever that whatever that needs to look like, that's what you know. That that's the choice that needs to be yeah. made. Yeah, I just I love that that is you know you, you sort of get this favorite or favored son thing like right off the bat, mm. and it really adds a lot to like what happens later in the movie between Michael and Sonny and and the Don recovering and and then sort of realizing that Michael is a perfect right hand man and then realizing that. Michael is very quickly going to grow beyond him and and not be a you know he'll have to serve as his right hand. There's a lot of really interesting yeah. father son dynamics that go on throughout it. It's pretty cool. And there's a lot of other like generational immigration dynamics yes. in there because mm-hmm. Michael is the American, right? You know, like Don is he's still the old the old world is still yeah. governing him, but Michael's the war hero. Like you know, he's laying all that groundwork to be like Senator Corleone because. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got that all American story kind of like through his upbringing in a way that like the older generation is still more beholden to Sicily. Yeah. And then, you know, having Michael go to Sicily yes. later in the movie sort of kind of brings that back around in a cool way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He, I mean, that it seems to be that time spent in his home country, as it were, um, gives him some perspective on his family that actually pushes him a little more towards helping yep. his family when he returns home, you know? Oh, well, I guess that's, he kind of already He's, did he to already get there. He already has devotion yeah. to his family, but it's less out of furthering the the criminal aspect of things. Right. And it's more just about, like, a, you know, that was, that was a vengeance act for yes. Michael, if you yeah. ask me. It yep. was just, I will do I it agree. because... It needs to be done, and all of you have too many eyes on you. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a. Logistical it makes the most sense for me to exactly. be the one. It was. It's strategic. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? But then when he travels back in time to the 1800 Sicily, mm. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he um, also gets a taste too that he's when he's in Sicily, oh, he, he gets, gets treated like royalty. But everyone's like, "Oh, you're a court." Oh, he, he has that baller move that makes me cringe when the old man gets up and leaves, and it's yeah. like, "Oh, you were talking about his daughter." Yeah. But yep. then he pulls him over. He doesn't even stand up. Yeah. He sits there like the Don. Yeah. And, and, and complete with bruised face, that yep. makes him talk a little more like the Don. Yeah. And uh, you know, gives him that whole speech about like, you know, I'm I'm Corleone, blah blah, blah and all that, and then. Night and day. Yeah. And like he got a taste of that. And yeah. I think a little bit of that is what poisoned yeah. him too. Yep. It was just, oh, it's actually, it's good to be a Corleone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then having that taken away yes, mm-hmm. also sort of solidifies like, no, I have to get back to where I'm right. supposed My to be. My responsibility. Like, right. It's followed me yeah. here. I have to take action because yep. 
someone is screwing it up back there, probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, and having both his new wife and his brother taken away sort of solidifies that. Do you get the sense that Don Corleone was more like Sonny or more like Michael when he was younger? (sighs) I was wondering that throughout the movie, to be honest with you. I was trying to figure out, like, so... I mean, you get a you get a taste of it in two, of right? Course. Like I was yeah. in a vacuum here because it, it's been a while since I've seen two. So, I, and I get to speak to it in a vacuum. I was trying yeah, to figure true. out like what was the Don like as a younger man? Like, what's his rise to power like? Is is he more like Michael or is he more of a hothead like Sonny? And and Michael represents the best parts of himself as like an older man. You know, like he that's maybe why he Michael is partly like the favored child. Is Michael is like everything the Don you know now season himself and wished that he maybe had been all along you know mm-hmm. um or, or is he or you know or is he more of a sunny type is he more of like a hothead and i don't know i couldn't figure it out to be honest with you because we don't even really the times when he goes to meet the other families he he keeps a pretty even keel through like he has mm-hmm. very clear intentions at those meetings and he makes them know like one of my favorite things about the don as a character is the way he speaks at all those meetings. He's oh, very so forthcoming. Easy to fall, to oh, yeah. fall into his spell. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. And, he, and partially because he's so forthcoming. He is very honest about exactly mm-hmm. what his intentions are, exactly why he's going to say no to you, exactly why you shouldn't be offended by his no. You know what I mean? Like he is just very direct. He knows exactly what he means and how he wants to say it. And so it may, it did make me wonder like, was there ever like a Sonny in him? Like, what, you know, so was there, there ever was. a time I mean, where he was. See, I, I don't want to say anything about the second movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. But in this movie, I get the sense that I feel like he was more of a Sonny as yeah. he was younger yeah. and then grew into He's grown Michael into is. this man, yeah. So it's like a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, that That's how I read it. Yeah. Because he is not above... He is now positioned above, at least in the hierarchy, of doing any direct violence. Yes. That's, but he is not above employing that. Right. You know, and he he's only lost in his old age. He's not a... I wouldn't say he's a a kinder man. I would just right. say that he has the experience to know. How he's to play a wiser that, you know? man. He's yeah. a wiser man. He mm-hmm. has different yeah. values. Wisdom doesn't necessarily longevity. be moral. It's just he's yeah. a wiser man. Exactly. Right. You know? Exactly. You know, like uh, uh, Odin says in the Thor movies, like yes. a, a wise yes. king is never starting war, but they're always ready for it. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of thing where he's yeah. like, I'm always ready to throw down with violence. Yeah. If that's what needs to happen. But, like, I don't necessarily think that does need to happen. And I can convince everybody. Like, I can use my charisma and my sort of, like, tactical forthcomingness and to kind of disarm people and say, no, this is how we're going to do it. And this is why. And, like, he's really good about, like, you know, anticipating all of the questions that are going to come or all of the criticisms and addressing it in a way where you're like, no, I got got nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm good. Thank you. I would not like to open the floor up for (laughs) questions. Yeah. This is only now we're good. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move now. Let's move on to new business. <laughs> Yours is really good. Thank you. Mine's turning into Trump as I do it more. I can't do it at all. I That's be- not bad. It's a little okay, but I'm mostly doing a weird Italian accent <laughs> in the background that doesn't help. You actually sound more like Sonny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but, I mean, we have to talk about that eventually. But holy shit, Marlon Brando's performance and why do none of his children sound? We'll talk about that later. But that I'm very fascinated to talk about. That is well, you know why not? Why not yeah, talk about so it? Well, hold on, sorry, because right, I do. Right, I have one okay. thing I want to. I want to put a pin on what we were just talking about. And then we yeah. can talk about the Don for yeah. Pin it up. Pin it up. Uh, the other thing that I love about the the wedding scene, the opening scene of this movie, is one of the only. I mean, there are a few things that I know about the Godfather, right? There's like a couple staples that if you're just a human with a thinking brain in yeah, 2017, you know like is. you know, right? Yeah. And maybe the most, the one that I know most is. 
I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Mm. You know? Yep. That is said by Michael first, very early oh, in the yeah. movie when he's explaining to Kay. I like the way he and says it, too. He's yeah. like, yeah, he made him an offer, made an offer he can't refuse. And it's uh, it's so gr- the line reading every time that comes up every line reading is perfect yep. for that for situation. that moment yeah yep. it's great and it, it should be a, it should read as a catchphrase now right. in hindsight yeah and it doesn't it, play that way even watching it, it for you know the fifth it time, also comes like, out in different contexts depending yeah, exactly, on who's saying yeah. it right so it's yep. this when you finally hear the Don say it, you re- you know it's a threat it's yep. it's a threat the moment it comes out of his mouth mm-hmm. but when Michael says it early in the movie to Kay. He says it in this way that makes it sound like he's a good businessman that he knows what he's doing deal. and yeah. he, you the heart know. of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Well, it so it's like benevolent. Yeah, right. right. It's like he right. gave this guy a good deal and brought him in. And, I, know, and Kate's yeah. like, "Well, what does that mean?" Right, and, and he just repeats it. Yes, and that's the brilliance <laughs> yeah. of the Don. Right, yep. is that like he says things like that? Like he uses his words to disarm people and say things in a way where you can't really come back and say he threatened my life. But he definitely did. But like, you know what it's I mean? Known. It's like it's the it's yeah. Yep. It, it's it's like the brilliance of that. But I love that it's layered in there so early. It becomes the thing that we all know about this movie because it is repeated a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But it, like it's a really good way. It's to a describe, great you know, line. I'm gonna yeah. say a man about a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It right. Works. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great line. It, it gets delivered so many different ways in so many different contexts. It just like it that I feel like that line does like very much encapsulate this movie and sort of like. Who the Don is, what he's about, how he operates. It's almost how he creates his own cognitive dissonance yes. for himself internally. Right. To, from what he's doing. It's, you know, he knows that he's killing people and all that, yep. but he values himself a good man. Yeah. They, they fucking pray, you know? Like yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, they go to church. It is goddamn important to be at the baptism. Yeah. Like, it is important, but he'll, he'll kill you. Yeah. But so in his head, he just. That's his cognitive dissonance. Is eh, I made him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, yeah and he it, never says it. It yeah. kind of remi- like watching it again this time. It kind of reminded me. Uh, Dan was on a recent Shame File where we did Braveheart. Yeah, oh, man, this movie was wild because because <laughs> neither of us had seen it. And like the big like speech that he gives, yes. where it's like they won't ever take our freedom. Yeah, like, yeah. That comes. That's like the end of Act One. Yeah, and we were both like, "Holy crap!" Like that's. We thought that like going in, I assumed that that was like the, the big finale. moment, right? Yeah. And, and there's the still two. I thought this movie was longer than 45 minutes. (laughs) What's going on? You know, but similar to a lot of the iconic moments in this movie, you know, that line, the horse head, the like, the cannoli, like, they're just sort of like, they're not played nice. (laughs) It's on Um, my note, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. (laughs) They they don't play them as like, oh, here's the big moment. Right. They're just in the fabric of the movie. And I, I just love, like, it's so amazing to me coming to like those iconic things like from uh, you know a, the later perspective yeah. and like seeing them in play and how they became iconic. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting that like that line deserves to be iconic. Like that line mm-hmm. is this movie. Oh. It's like a great representation of what this movie is. Um, by the way, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, the, That's like the funniest line. It's ever. amazing. It's, it's a, so it's good. great. So this is one of those things where I knew that line, even though I had never yeah, seen yeah, this yeah. movie. And it's not necessarily because that line is like something that, that gets off repeated. repeated. It's just beloved. Line. Here's why I know that line. I love Rushmore. I like really love Rushmore. Oh yeah. And yeah. there's a scene in Rushmore where he's doing a play that is vaguely like a mobster gangster it was play. It's Serpico, yeah. right? He calls it Serpico, but they—I knew—I knew enough about di- like different movies and stuff. Oh, that, so like, you should fucking see Serpico. I know. The movie I, rules. I knew <laughs> enough that it was like it wasn't totally Serpico. It was like this kind of amalgamation of like mob movies. But I never understood. One of my favorite lines in Rushmore is when <laughs> Max is backstage arguing with one of his actors, and he's like, "You're supposed to say 
leave the cannoli. The old man loves his cannolis. <laughs> and, and the kid goes, yeah, I know. I forgot. I'll say it tomorrow night. And he goes, don't fuck with my play. He like <laughs> screams it out. I love that scene. I love that line. So I've always known the line, leave the cannolis. But I know yeah. it in the context of Max Fisher either rewriting it or also misremembering it and writing it into his play like improperly so I, that it ends yeah. with the old man loves his cannolis. <laughs> That's amazing. Rushmore rules. Rushmore's so good. Can I just just indulge me? Yeah. There's a scene in Braveheart uh-huh. where a guy who <laughs> wronged Braveheart. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yeah. he, he wronged Braveheart. I'm following you. William yep. Braveheart. Uh-huh. Um, he, he wronged William Braveheart yeah. and he's in bed. And he has this crazy nightmare. Yeah. And all it is is a wall of flames. And in front of it on the craziest looking horse you ever did see is Mel Gibson. <laughs> fiery blue eyes. Just pissed with vengeance. Uh, it's And he's just riding at him. Yeah. And the guy wakes up naturally with like a... Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, thank God. It was just a dream. Yeah. And then his door is kicked open by a horse. And it's being ridden by Braveheart. Crazy, steely blue eyes peering through him. He bashes the guy's head in with a mace. Yep. And then a bunch of dudes walk in, and he starts hitting them with the horse. <laughs> He's using yep. the horse's head to do it, and, and then he kicks wait, open wait, wait. the... Can I just say that, like, that alone would be crazy, but yeah. that's not the craziest part of the scene. <laughs> the craziest part is he leaps through, like, a window wall. I don't know if it was a window or a wall. It's probably a wall on the horse. And it's revealed that this guy lives in, like, a bedroom that's, like, three stories up. Yeah. It's just, like, a hut. That right, somehow yeah. it. And so with no regard to the safety of the horse, he just leaps out the window on it, fucking bails in his fit of vengeance. We don't know what happened. Like, that's it. Yeah. I've had so many nightmares <laughs> where I wake up and I'm like, thank fuck. Yeah. That was just a nightmare. And it feels so good <laughs> to have that nightmare taken away by that nightmare. That's all I can think every time I see that it's scene. Insane. It's like Mel Gibson directed that movie, which yep. means that's like all choices. What, but that also means like when Mel Gibson dreams. That's like him on a horse with a wall of flames behind him is like his best dream, but he knows it's everyone else's worst nightmare. And he was like, "I'm put. Oh, that's going in the movie. Everybody needs to see me on my fucking flame horse because it's your worst nightmare." Luxurious hair, yeah. blowing in the fiery wind. Yeah, my god, that move. That was in. That was insane. I love a man. Craziest thing I've seen in like ten years. I love a man that knows his wildest dreams are everyone else's worst nightmare. You know, absolutely. I, all respect to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and. Probably just that. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, let's get into yeah. Marlon Brando because I don't have a yeah. lot of Brando experience. Do you mm. guys, are you guys like familiar with I don't, Brando? I've, I've never seen like Streetcar. Me neither. Same, right? I have seen Streetcar Named Desire. Is it awesome? It is amazing. Oh, yeah. And, That's a shame. Uh, we read it. We read it. Shame yeah, file. It's not a shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, read the play in my high school senior English class. Yes. And then she had us watch that movie. Interesting. And yeah. I was like, after reading the play, I was like, this play yeah, yeah i yeah. hate this play yeah and then watching the movie i was like oh my god this is the best thing <laughs> i've that's, ever I've seen read that play and i d- it just didn't do anything no, for me his, so i never really yeah. yeah okay his Who, perfor- i like him but i didn't yeah. like that play that much. yeah his performance changes what that play is about wow Whoa. interesting because should it, i read it before i watch it then yes okay i, I think i'm going I, to do I that i think you should because it changes your sympathies yeah. and like interesting it draws out subtext in the play that yeah. like you could probably pick up on but then when you see the physicality that he's bringing to that performance and the effect it has on the other characters it takes a situation that on on paper is kind of like 
oh, I can understand there's some interesting dynamics between these characters and there's this kinds of tension to me. Like, I'm fucking terrified of this dude. Like, he's going to rip a throat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. yeah. You had me at rip a throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the end. No, that sounds incredible. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, it's amazing. I feel like my Brando experience is limited too. Superman? It's, it's the Godfather. It's yep. Superman. It is Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and I've not seen that. That's oh, another shameless that is, that's, a, that's, that's a on, wild That's one. on our shameless. At some yeah. point this year, we're going to do a, uh, a Vietnam Ooh. theme. I could probably join you because I haven't done, I've never seen Platoon. I've yep. never, like, I've, most of them. I, like, I think it's like Platoon. Tropic Thunder might be my only Vietnam movie. Did that take place and in Forrest Vietnam? Uh, oh, yeah, Force I mean, I've seen that. Yeah, it did. Why not? For you, <laughs> yeah, Tropic yeah. Thunder could yeah. be in <laughs> Vietnam. I feel like uh, Tropic Thunder is on I've my shameless, by it's the way. Phenomenal. I will say this. Even if not recording, I want to come watch those movies with you yeah. because it's the only way it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. I want to try to get through the Ken Burns documentary. Ooh, so then like, yeah. I have like a yeah. real framework. Yeah. I don't, Vietnam is one of those periods of history that like I just don't know anything about. Good morning, really. Vietnam. That's how I know uh, about Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I know about Vietnam is... Um, some folks are born ready to wave the flag. Oh, a, oh the red, white, and blue. Oh, you, you mean Kong Skull Island? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And me. <laughs> and me. That's, a, that's what I, that taught me everything I needed yeah. to know about Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not entirely wrong from what yeah. I understand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tropic Thunder Full Metal uses jacket. that. Have you seen that? No. Okay. What, what was that? Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket. jacket. Yeah, that. That's that's in that series. Yeah, like Full Metal Jacket, Apocalypse Now, Platoon, and there's like one other one. Yeah, war movies are another genre that I'm like, eh. Well, this is what I realized with both Braveheart and then having Godfather and Goodfellas, like all these yeah. movies on my shameless. My dad, to talk to talk about another dad, yeah. uh, does not like violent, like bloody right. violent movies. Right. Like it, it my just dad's makes the him same que- way. It just makes him queasy. Yeah. So like I have a huge dad movie blind spot when yeah. it comes to a really same. violent dad movie. Uh, same. And like that actually explains a lot yeah. about like what's on my dad introduced me to like grumpy old man and stuff like that. Like yeah. those, those were like my dad movies <laughs> my, that I My dad showed into. me Halloween <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh, Goodfellas. Those yeah. were big ones. My dad showed me like Vacation. Oh yeah, and like vacation. Last Boy Scout. Every dad showed their Last kids Boy Scout's vacation. a pretty dad movie. Yeah. I'll give it up for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vacation, I imagine, captures what it's like to be a dad better than anything. Yeah. Every dad loves that movie. Oh there's, yeah, there's yeah. not one that exists. Yeah. Even if someone like today, they were just like, oh, I just found out I'm having a kid. Yeah. And you showed him Vacation. He'd be like, I never realized how good this <laughs> fucking was. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's a dad movie. Yeah. So speaking of dads, Don yeah, Corleone. Okay. So okay. So Brando. God I, dads. I have like right. so God fathers, if you will. I have so little Brando the experience. So <laughs> the dad father, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's incredible. That's so good. The dad father, brilliant. Uh, that reminds me of that Twitter thread that we had going about Spielberg, Reese <laughs> Highland Spielberg movies with oh. dad puns. Yep. That was great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, anyway, the, that's sorry, fine. the dad father. <laughs> yeah, is the dad father so is really good. good. <laughs> that's really good. That's, that's a great parody title. Yeah, that's like uh, that's an SNL sketch that Dan and I didn't write yeah. yet. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> and it will have Keenan in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Statistically speaking, uh-huh. I mean, he's the dad father. <laughs> you know, he's the longest ever cast member yeah. on SNL, and you know what? Crushing it the entire time. Yeah, so good. Keenan yeah. rules. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all on board with Keenan. Lo- in case anyone wasn't aware, yeah, yeah. I'd like to get it out there in the airwaves that I'm on board with Keenan. Man, I liked Keenan back when he was doing Good Burger. Hell's I'm, I'm yeah. that guy that's but, like, that's like, I liked Keenan before he was on SNL. Dude, Keenan and Kel? Yeah. Cub Oid. Who <laughs> put the screw in the tuna? It's <laughs> the only Keenan and Kel I got. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, but anywho. Yeah. Okay, Brando. Yeah. I spent the whole movie yes. going, 
does Don Corleone sound like this because this is what Brando sounds like, or is this a performance? We stuffed his cheeks. Uh-huh. That, no, that's that's oh real. for real. He yeah. stuffed his cheeks with cotton, which Whoa. was his choice, and he's known for doing that. That's yeah, one yeah. thing that I know. Like, what's weird is I know about the cult of Brando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mythos of Brando is alive and well. Yeah, I know he refused to wear pants on a lot of <laughs> the score. I know that he demanded he had a little person sidekick. Yes, for which honestly, I've heard best, that story. Best part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie is very, very weird. What's that called again? Oh, Island. Dr. Moreau. Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. But honestly, the best part about it every time, and at least the most interesting part about yeah. it, is every weird Brando decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's on something. He's yeah. breathing something different from us. Yeah, yeah. So the cotton makes sense. It fits I, his brand. Dude, it oh. works for the movie so well. Like, his, yes. his performance choices really, really work for the movie. Uh, but I just spent the whole time going, like, Why? Not not that not why in like why would you do that but but like literally like why would you do that like who reads that script and decides like this is who the Don is like but, this is well, what he sounds like this is how he moves this is you know and I sort of have an argument for for, for that like yeah. not necessarily those specific choices yeah. but it kind of makes sense in the sense like the Don is untouchable yeah like he sets the pace the tone the everything in every room that he's in and every moment of his life at, at that stage of his yeah. life and so like he can talk as low as he wants he can move as slow as he wants he yeah can pet kitty cats as much as yeah. he wants like and no one's gonna fuck with him because right. he's don corleone right yeah. so like it's all about that power right, and right reinforcing right. that power by just doing whatever the fuck he wants yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. That that's a really a interesting bit. read on that. Yeah, but you know what? Though I think that I think that's absolutely it's why like a, he made that choice. It's like a constant yeah. show of force, yeah. even mm-hmm. though that's not what it is. But it is. You know, I used to work at an attorney's office. Yeah, and there was one of the attorneys, like one of the name on the door guys, and the, you know, the it, partners, the partners. That's the word. I could have. <laughs> no, I love that though. The name on the door <laughs> the guys. The door it guys. is great. You know if about. you had called him a partner, I would have known less what you meant. Okay, actually, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. actually, the door. If yeah. we should start a law firm, the name on the, the, door, name guys, on the door guys, attorneys at law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's Smith, Silverstein, yeah. and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the word word doors uh, name on the door guys <laughs> do you have an injury you get hit by a car yeah. you can call us <laughs> name on the door guys oh. the dad father is one of our clients <laughs> you can trust us our name's on the door <laughs> <laughs> but this guy his name was on the door and yeah. he was very much his own he was a character yeah but and it, a lot of that came from the fact that he was in charge he was well off most of the choices in his life he he made yeah because he was like probably like in his late 60s, maybe even early 70s. But yeah. Just a pretty rotund guy, but he had a lot of weird like ways that he talked and ways that he moved and things that he said that normally I would have been like, this is off-putting. Yeah. But in his in his presence, it was a thing of power. Yeah. Like, I had to behave a certain way. You know, I had right. to yeah, yeah. keep up a, a modicum of... of you know, just respectability. And was that just because, like, when you walk in the room, you feel that way? I mean, he's A, my superior. Right, right. But also just because I go in there, and the rule is I have to be good. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And so, yeah, he talked weird. He yeah, did yeah. He was very much not putting on a work face. Right. Whereas I would have to put on yeah. a work face. And I feel like meeting with the Don, like, yeah, you have your work face on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. That's what I was he getting at with that question, yeah. too, is like, is that because this guy just established a presence that just immediately Absolutely. put you in a place of like, no one had to say it, like but I know I need to behave a certain yeah, way right now. I know now. I need to sit outside his office and practice what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, that's, yeah. He's like, I would love if I went in there. I was like, hey, can you sign this uh, this uh, precipice for me? You come to me. Yeah. 
on the day of the wedding of my daughter. I'm like, I didn't know. I'm just at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, we never were friends. I made you work. <laughs> I do. I mean, I get that impression from that first guy too. He's like, dude, we've met like four times. Like, yeah. like no, we're not friends. Like, <laughs> but uh, that was part of his the, yeah. his game. Yep. Was getting, oh, oh, so interesting, man. I really valued. Brando's performance it, this time around more so than other times. I loved it. That and then that's actually he, yeah. why I want to talk about it because I just I really loved it, but it's so confounding to me. Like I just like I literally couldn't imagine no the actor that it. gets yeah. that script and goes like, right, so this is who the Don is. Yeah. And he's this series of huge choices that amount to something that doesn't I mean, does feel huge, but in like the right way, you know, not in like a uh scene chewing way even though ostensibly that's what he's doing you yeah know? but but and it also works for the movie in part because as the movie goes on we see the don becoming more and more vulnerable yes, right and so you see behind yes. like whether it's a facade or not you see behind it yeah and you see how vulnerable he can be yeah. and like you know it, he's put in situations where he doesn't have as much power as he used to right. and um, so having Brando, especially at the beginning, just like lay it out there and yeah. like go huge with his performance, like without that, even going like like obtusely huge, right? Right. Yeah. He's not slamming on desks. Like right. he's not making. Yeah. A, he's it's the understated show of power. He's petting yeah. a kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, under, yeah, yeah. it underlines uh, everything else that comes later. Yeah. Does anyone yeah. know anything about the kitty? That feels like one of those Brando choices where he was like, "It'll be good if I was holding a cat and was real gentle I, with I it." I have to imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. It all, I, that's like iconic. I also could. I was like, that cat was in the Godfather and lived its whole life having no fucking clue yeah. that it was in the Godfather. It was just a cat. Well, I, I spent that. that whole scene going like, okay, so is Inspector Gadget an '80s cartoon, or <laughs> is it, or is it like an old Hanna Barbera from the '60s? And yeah, and, is he co-opting right, him or, or, or is that co-opting him? him? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's a good question. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, who I establishes the villain think, with the cat? I think it's an '80s thing, but well, I mean, but there's other villains with cats. Yeah, like cats, oh, yeah, which is like. But yeah, Blofeld has a cat, Gargamel. But I have the same... <laughs> qu- oh, Yo, that's a good one. That is that's a good one. And that definitely yeah. predates uh, Godfather, I think. I think so. I think. I'm pretty sure that's a yeah. 60s cartoon. Yeah, Godfather's 72. Yeah, and so I'm yeah, pretty sure Smurfs is 60s. Uh, okay, cool. So we've established villain with a cat is not... It's actually kind of wild how much his whole thing is Gargamel-ish now that I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, it's a little bit gargamel Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I just I was like so fascinated. Okay, but so I'm fascinated by his performance. Yeah, and it, he's making all these big choices. They really work for the Don. They make him such an interesting character, and I am immediately buying into your read on just like these just, sort of know, like small Smurf shows of Wiki power. Is fucking huge. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, they got a whole series of animated movies to deal with now. The uh, but the thing. So then, but then. The one thing that I do wonder about that perform- performance choice, because I then just spent the rest of the movie questioning this, was like, all right, why the fuck does nobody else in his family sound like this? Like, this whole movie is a generational story about all of these other men that were raised by this guy and are going to ostensibly take his job eventually, and none of them even remotely sound like this? I think he's probably... It was very strange to me. He's had his fair amount of booze in his day. Yeah. He probably lived pretty hard when he was young. So yeah. The years have caught up with him. But I, I also think he's uh, he's just a weird guy. I don't, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. yeah. Kind of, he's he's actually probably been shot a few times. Right. He's probably been stuck a couple times. Yeah. That that takes a physical toll yeah. on on a the way you carry yourself internally, but b just like he might be a wheezy guy because right. he's he's physically weak. Yeah. You know, despite his his you know value strength. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and too, like you know, it speaks to that generational thing where they're they are. He's more Italian, and they're more uh, Italian American. American yeah, 
And like, I also have to think that at the time that they were being raised, like dads weren't as close as we are to our dads. Like, I imagine these kids were just raised by like whatever troop of women probably around more so for them if he was like already heavily entrenched in the family business. Yeah, exactly. So family is huge. Yeah. So I imagine him as an actual father being like pretty distant to begin with. So I think that interesting. It works for me. I I never, I never actually thought about it while watching. I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, (laughs) not even one of them. You couldn't just make one of them kind of sound like him. Is that the movie you want to watch? I don't know. I just like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I know. Honestly, no, I maybe I'd be complaining about it. If, if even one of them sounded like it. James Caan, but yeah, I will. I will actually say that James Caan, I I believe the way he spoke could age into something yeah. similar. Yeah, because he's probably also he's pretty old. Yeah, <laughs> he's old, I, dude. That I mean, that was the big thing between seeing Thief a couple years ago mm-hmm. and now this. It completely confirmed that he just is an old leather shoe and has been since he was born. Oh, he's the man. Yeah, like he has always looked like. I like that. to think he's like a Michael Shannon type who's made out of old leather football helmets. Yeah, entire and they were struck by lightning. Yeah, and just started acting. He literally, he's just always looked like that. Like I remember seeing him in like Elf, you know, when mm. I was like a teenager or whatever, and I was like, and I knew him from something. I was like, oh yeah, I recognize him, James Con. I don't know what I know him from, but I know, you know, I, I know I know him. And he just has that grizzled face where you're like, whew, boy, you've seen some years. And then you get to see him when he's 30, and it's like, whoo, you just have always had years. You eat cigarettes. Yeah. 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 I, I really want to know how IMDb chooses the, like, known for, yeah, for yeah. actors. Because for James Caan, it's The Godfather, uh-huh. Misery, uh-huh. Rollerball. Oh, sure. That one. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, too. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Too. Too. Uh, he's good in those, actually. Also, just to jump back, Smurfs were a comic strip in 1958. Oh, okay, yeah. And then a TV show in the 80s. And, oh, that didn't oh. happen until the 80s. Interesting. At least in America. Yeah. They were Belgian, believe it or not. Huh. But I didn't it know stands that, yeah. to reason that Gargamel predated, yes, predated Don the Don. Yeah, okay. It's... It is definitely one of the strangest performances that if you were to extricate it entirely from the movie, you'd yeah. be like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. But because it has such a lived-in feel, yeah. he, I just buy it. I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah. you buy and it. I will say, like, Brando has the probably the most charisma of any actor I've seen on screen mm. um, because with Streetcar is, like, I one really of his first Streetcar performances. Now. Yeah, you sold me on that. It's part. the yeah. same. It's But it's the same charisma. Like, when he is on the camera you cannot look away yeah. and so like i feel like if it were someone other who did not have that power it would not work yeah it would become a parody of itself it would become blowfeld basically yeah oh exactly yeah. you know what i mean like hello mr bond like <laughs> it would just be that we'd get christoph waltz to play him and it wouldn't work oh yeah i wish christoph waltz would play a different character already know, he's so good i mean i love hans landa like <laughs> something fierce but like it's been like almost 10 years buddy yeah, like find a new one. thing he tried to do in that movie Carnage. He played an American, Carnage. but he did that Doctor House thing where you are always swallowing your vowels to yes. sound American. Yeah. Fairy tales it's very about weird. chakras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, I, I was gonna, I was gonna try and launch into a character of what if Christoph Waltz <laughs> were the were the Don, but I, I feel like I've lost the oh the the, the role. thread on all of it. Yeah. 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 When you lose, yeah. it did, I uh, by the by the end of it, I'm by the think of who I'd cast to play him though. I don't know. Uh, well, now I'm just landing like, Christoph. Like, Don at, at at this age. At this age, at, I'm trying well, to think. I, well, here I'll give you an answer, and only because like by the end of this movie, you know, his hair he's letting kind of go a little bit, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's he's even more belabored when he walks and breathes and Are stuff. Are you gonna say Trump? 
No. <laughs> Although, not bad. Uh, I'm going to make him yeah. the most tremendous yeah. offer. He will not be able... He is physically unable to say no to it. Yeah, yeah. That is how big... That, by Sorry, the way, that, that actually, actually Trump's hair just <laughs> also the Brando performance is kind of Trumpy. And if you like really think yeah. about it, but like if, to speak to what Ryan yeah. said, that's why Trump yeah. is so weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Barry Crimmins had a tweet where I think it was him where he said Trump's hair is the most important thing about him yeah. because it is very clear that he doesn't listen to what anyone says. Yeah. And, and that's so true. Yeah. Because somewhere along the line, someone had to be like, what are you doing with your hair? Yeah. And he was just like, fuck off. And yeah. Like, that's. That's huge. And that person woke up with a model's head in their bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, That's oh. a really gross, dark joke. <laughs> I feel weird about it, actually. Uh, so I mean, you're, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, <laughs> it's just some locker room talk, Dan. Yeah. You should yeah. be fine with it. I think it about me I think about this sometimes. Sometimes I do like say a joke out loud that I immediately like kind of regret, and I've started to realize like that's okay. Just say you regret it. Yeah, like just put that out there. They're like, "Oh God, sorry. I actually I didn't mean that joke. I I'm gonna become that joke. the edgiest comedian in the world. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say inflammatory stuff yeah. that's not funny, and then I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, that would be a very funny. That might have been a yeah. line yeah. that I did that. Yeah, but have you heard about? Yeah, <laughs> that would be very funny to end every joke with an apology, yeah, like every listen, single I'm, joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like as genuine as possible. Yeah, I didn't I, mean that, that was a little much. Yeah, but we've got a show. To yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so by the end of the movie, he's hair disheveled, he's belabored, blah, blah, blah. He really reminded me of Daniel Day-Lewis at the end of um, uh, Oil, which is Oh, There Will called. Be Blood. There Will there Be Blood. Will be blood. Yeah. Oil, with an exclamation yes. point, should That's be That's why I said Oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe so it's great. based on a book called Oil. It is. With oh, okay. an exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, don't, I think the exclamation point is also real. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's uh, Upton Sinclair? Upton Sinclair. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've almost read that book a hundred times yeah. because of that movie, but then yeah. I was like, ah, I'm not going to. Can read oil. Just gonna watch the movie yeah, Blood. Yeah, it's I'm just sorry, as long. You, I'm sorry. Do you mean oil? The yeah, book yeah. by Upton Sinclair. That's true. Yeah. Oil. Yeah. Mother. Mother is the unofficial sequel. I. But it reminded me of that. That very end of There Will Be Blood, and and clearly There Will Be Blood is, I would say, inspired by this. Mm -hmm. You know, like to some extent that I would. I was having that thought by the end of the movie too. I was like, oh, interesting. This is like you know, a, another story of American power on the rise and mm -hmm. how a man takes that power and what it does to him. But anyway, uh, I think Daniel Day-Lewis would maybe be an interesting, you know, he he's maybe of the right age to do that. And, and he'd do a good is job one of our greatest. Yeah. yeah, he'd be good. It's just, it's I don't know so if he's hard. interesting, but he's, yeah. you know, but he's, he'd yeah, I think he'd be good. He's yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah. Is it cheating if I say Robert De Niro? <laughs> no, not at all. I, I was going to say James Conn would actually be a very he good He probably choice, would, actually, you know? yeah. 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 Or... He, <laughs> Uh, never mind. <laughs> I liked James. I, I liked all the, the the men in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, all, all of them are fantastic. <sighs> Fredo, what a heartbreak. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Fredo, he wants to be, because he's the oldest. Yep. And he wants to be, you know, it's supposed to be him. Yeah. But he understands he that knows he's a little dumber. Him. Yeah. And he knows that he was, that even though it's his right, it was taken away just because he's a little dumb. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's sad. So he's really tragic. He even There's even a line that Brando says to Michael at one point. And he says something about like he's just says something about Fredo, and he has like a real dismissive like I tried with him, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like yeah, some things can't be fixed. Yeah, and it and it's it's a really good real moment of like uh, he he was trying to be a father to some extent right. at some yeah. point, but also like <laughs> fuck Fredo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He's the guy who will crash the getaway car. Yep. Fredo, yeah, he you was idiot. definitely he was definitely dropped as a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was hit with a champagne cork. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> it was done. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I just I I really love the dynamic between like Duval and Khan and um uh, uh uh Pacino. Like they there's just a very interesting it's like these three just great actors get, just getting to like really like chew up some scenes together in such interesting ways too, because like all of them are basically trying to make power plays throughout, right? Like oh, it's yeah. a lot of them just you know, the you know, Duval's lawyer is sort of trying to make his own sort of subtle moves to make sure he stays in the position he's in and yep. has as much control as he does. He sort of knows Sonny is a loose cannon that's going to need to be under control, but also that he's going to have to listen to Sonny, so he's going to have to find a way to sort of, like, maneuver that dynamic. It's really interesting, I think, like, watching those three guys, once the Don is is taken out, like, maneuver how this is all going to go down now that the Don is gone, you know? Tom Hagen is my favorite character in the whole movie. Who's Tom Hagen? That's Robert Duvall. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. Because yeah. he was chosen to yeah, be right. a Corleone. Yes, and that right. is the biggest thing. And yeah. so, But everyone respects him because of that. Yes. But also there's a distance because of your, you're not blood. Right. But like our dad, who nobody questions his choices, picked you. Yep. And Tom's such an interesting character to me. Oh, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, he's such an interesting character to me because he is the one person throughout the entire thing that maintains professional. Yeah. He never loses his cool. Yep. He always takes the breath and just moves forward with plan b plan c yep. whatever it's got to be but like you like him yeah but he is cold fucking blooded yeah i yeah. like and man that's duval and, and he's like i feel like he's the reason how michael gets pulled in because he's mm-hmm. always going like to michael like come on we got to rain in sunny like yeah and he's like pulling him into his yeah. side because yeah. he he's like this needs to happen yeah but he's really like even before Michael starts thinking that way, he's the one that's thinking long term. Like, how do we yeah. preserve the family? How do we make sure that yeah. Sonny doesn't? And screw he knows Sonny is not a good mm. fit for that role. I, right. That seems pretty clear, like almost immediately, that he knows he's got to listen to Sonny because the Don put Sonny in charge. Uh, I, th- I think that's how that works, right? The yeah. Don ultimately put Sonny in charge. Sonny is who he, yeah. Because I guess I mean, he would Sonny's just be like he's already in charge. Right, when, he's yeah, already yeah. in. So. Right, he's already in. He's like next. It's to understood Kim. that he's going to do, it. and that's the thing. He even, uh, I think it's even in the same speech where he says, eh, "Fredo, whatever." Yeah, yeah. He says something like, "You know, I never wanted this for you, for Sonny, sure." Right, and like so, he knows that right, Sonny could potentially age into yeah. doing this yeah. as long as he's got a good team around him. Right, mm-hmm. um, right. So Sonny is the one that he's kind of been always prime to do this anyway yes yeah, yeah. right because he He's wanted something more for, right, michael. for michael right something yeah. le- you know more, more legitimate yeah 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 <laughs> that is you it's do a really good. good one that is thank very you. good thank, yeah. you. thank you you guys want to hear mine again <laughs> it is the best <laughs> i am the dad father <laughs> 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 but i i think that that what gets me about duval's character is that i like him immediately yes i immediately like him he's Deep down, he's a slimy, self-serving lawyer. I mean, he does care about the family and all yeah, that, but yeah. like, he is there for business, and he yeah. is all business. Oh, I, I can't do it, Tessio. Oh, like yeah. that is all yeah. business. Yeah. But even in that moment, he doesn't show that much emotion, right? And I think that speaks to the emotional range of of Robert Duvall. Yeah. He yeah. will, and he's got those like great scenes where he's trading on the power of the Corleone name that he now gets to carry. Mm. He, he gets to, he, and he does it in this guise of I'm, I'm the gentle one. I'm who you meet first. So you either say yes to me or then you deal with the family. Mm -hmm. Like you either do what I'm here to arrange or 
that Dom will make you an offer that you can't refuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like trading on the, he's the power guy who gets to make the decent offer. Right. right. Yeah. And he's any, he, and he knows that, like he knows mm. that that puts him in an almost protected position of never having to be the guy that pulls the trigger or gets into the war. Yeah, but, He never needs to lose his cool. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that gives him its own kind of power, right? That gives yeah. him his own kind of power that he gets to wield, but really it's not his power. He's trading on the power of the Corleone name to have that power. It's so interesting. Mm. And it makes him, it does make him the more calculate, like probably the most calculating long-term like strategy minded character. The only thing that he's not good at is his blood isn't Corleone. Right. Like he is perfect for that. But, uh, and then and then when Michael fires him too, yeah. that's like maybe the one time we get a little emotion out of him right. because he's a little hurt by it. Yeah. But he immediately just goes to work. It's like, yep. all right, well, you know, my old boss trusted you, so you're yep. the boss. You yep. know, that's like, oh man, he's so good. Yeah, that scene was even as an audience yeah. member, that was tough for me. I was like, oh no, Tom. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I love Tom. I love I Tom. I, he I wants do. to work. I think he's the most like the first time I saw saw it. Uh, he's definitely the character I also latched onto because I think mm. he's the most relatable in that yeah, way, absolutely. in the sense of like, oh, this guy is also like not really. He's not doing the horrible, horrible right. things that they're doing. So I can understand like sort of how he's navigating and how he's like he's not in. He's not doing like the dirty work. Right. He's like navigating this thing and mm-hmm. like. You know, he's the character that you sort of pay attention to, and you can see how all of the power dynamics are flowing sort of around him yeah. and through him. Yeah, yeah. He, I liked watching him in scenes where he wasn't really involved, where yeah. he was like, he was there because he's the lawyer, and so he needs to be part of these conversations. But he's mostly just kind of like hanging back. He's watching everybody interact. He's watching what happens when the Don tries to make his deal and how everybody reacts to that. He's basically always planning. Mm-hmm. He's always like, what is the next step here? Like, yeah. how do we? If they say no, what do we do? If they say yes, what do we do? You like literally watched Duval like sort of go through those machinations in his head, just like in the background of every scene. I, Duval was actually like one of my favorite performances in this movie. He's the best part of this movie. I, I think so. He's I, so great. I love that line. The, the Tessio line is like oh. that's my favorite line in the whole movie. Yeah, Abe Vigoda, already old yeah. as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fifty years ago, uh-huh. old as shit. Only just died. Yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah. so yeah. Aw- yeah, the man. But not not so for Tessio. Yeah. I can't do it, Tessio. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Like, let me off one, one, you know, for old time's sake. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's just, yeah, I, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that Tessio, and because of Duvall's performance, probably reads that not as cold-blooded. Right. Reads that as, well, it's not personal to him. Right, yes. You know, it's it's, he's doing his job. I did not do mine, yeah. so I got to go. I, there, I like that that's one of the themes of this movie, too, is is this personal or is this business? Mm-hmm. Because personal decisions get everyone into trouble yep. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what Tom it is. ends up somewhat on top. Right. Is because he's all business. He's all business. Yep. Mr. Pink never gave up his name. Right, yeah. Everyone else fucked something up. Yep. Mr. Pink never gave up his name. Yeah. It's, uh, and you know, it's like, I don't, does that morality bore itself out? Does that like moral standard bore itself out outside of a criminal world? I don't know. But within this world, like that sort of morality line of business or personal, what is this decision, makes a lot of sense. Actually, outside of that world, we probably wouldn't care for a man who's just all who's business. all business, very much. right. That's what We'd I mean. Like bring a little color into your life. Right, right. And so Tom would not be someone we Right, That's exactly, wild. yeah. yeah. And what, but what's interesting about it oh, is wow. the whole like right? it's, yeah. it's business, not personal. 
all of this business is based on quote unquote personal trust. Yeah. yeah. And so like they're saying that, but all of the, it is business and it's personal at the same time. Like they only say that when they're trying to wave away things that other people don't like. Like I always see that when it comes up as an excuse more than a philosophy, Mm. it's like, it's a way to be like, no, that, that was just business. But like, if you come after me now, it's personal, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to escalate it further. Well, there's that. Um, I, I can't. Okay, I can't remember who says this line. I want to say it's one of the other like families, uh, uh, like heads of one of the other families, says to one of the boys at one point. Like at this point, we we keep, we only really know the Don's perspective on all this, and the Don's perspective from the beginning of the movie is we don't want war. We don't want war. We need to keep this business. If we continue escalating this, it would be for personal reasons. That's not good for anybody. We don't want a war. Once the Don gets taken out and is hospitalized, I I think it is one of the other crime family, like top brass or whatever, says to one of the boys, oh, this happens every six or seven years. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just reveals very casually that, like, oh, no, war is coming because war happens all the time. Like, this always happens. Yeah. Every six or seven years, there's a war. Gets all the bad blood out, all the old blood, refreshes everything. Like, he talks about it as if, like, that is the business. It's part of the job. Right. The, the personal part of this. Tom is the, the, he, you're not a wartime consigliere. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. They, have, they call it wartime because right. it's just part yeah. of the job. Yeah. yeah. And that, become, that became, like, a very interesting reveal to me. Like, I, I really liked this idea that, like, oh, that's just, like, a standard that the Don has put on this that nobody else seems to think about or respect in this world of crime families. He's having his big Memento Marie moment. Right. He's like, if my legacy is to just bring a little bit of peace to this and prolong my family, that much the better. He's like sitting in that big room in his office. He's like, I've been reading Sun Tzu. (laughs) He says, you have to avoid war at all costs. I'm just trying trying to prolong it so we can go in with overwhelming force. Wait. That was incredible. That That also, that literally just brought to mind a really interesting thing about the Don, which is like the way he acts and talks and presents himself is as if he's a well-educated man that might have read something like that that led to these philosophies. But it's very clear he's not. Like these are all just fucking bullshit things he's like made up from his experience right. in his crime world. It, yeah. In a way, like it's all learned experience. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? He's learned those lessons sort of the hard way. Yeah. Um, and what what I think is really interesting about going back to the like war is inevitable in this world yes. and it weeds out the hotheads. Yes. So the people that last the longest are the Toms yep. and the Michaels of the world yep. who are like, all right, if we got to kill people, we got to kill people. But let's like take a step back yep. and figure out what's the long term impact. Yep. Let's do it strategically. Yeah. Whereas like people, the people who go off the Sunnies of the world, the Tommy of Goodfellas, yes. like they're going to get weeded out because they're going to get themselves in situations themse- yeah. where they need to be killed. Mm hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, I just, I thought that was so in, I, it was just so interesting to me that that was like, no, no, war is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just gonna happen. That's the nature of this. What do you think we're fucking doing? Business, personal, what the fuck kind of wall is that that you're putting up? Like, this is all gonna come down eventually. And that, what you said about Sonny being like the hothead, I wonder if that was part of the, the dad father's plan it's, you know, his part of his grand plan was to prolong the family, but also through like, let's get Sonny through this war oh, before yeah. he gets himself yeah. killed, yeah. which right. he ultimately does. Ultimately he does. put himself in a situation yeah. where he you know, was going to get killed. Yeah. The um, one of the things that affects me about this movie, and it's just like the 
I don't want to call it a gore effect. Yeah. But one of the things that they do in this movie that you rarely ever see is nobody just dies the second that a bullet touches yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, in the diner scene, probably the most fucked up death in the whole movie to me is when he shoots the cop. Yeah. Because the cop gets hit, is has been had, you know, is certainly completely emasculated and embarrassed. But he he has like a physical trauma. Yeah. He can't talk. He can't swallow. He's choking on yeah. his food. And they linger on that. He gets shot again in the head. And after the bullet's in his head, he sort of has like a realization moment. It doesn't play as one of those flaws when people no, yeah, fuck yeah. that timing up. It's a very real, to me, in my head, depiction of a death that is horrifying. Yeah. And in a scene like that, too, where Michael just wants it to be over, mm-hmm. it works. But they do that, uh, you know, when the one guy who's, uh, get, oh, what's that casino owner's name? He's getting oh, the massage uh, and you yeah. shoot him in the head. Uh, it's not Mo Roca, but it's like yeah. Mo Roca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he gets shot in the eye. Shot in the eye. Yeah. A little ghetto boys for you. Yeah. He gets shot in the eye and then um like realizes it yeah. and then falls over and the blood pours out as if spilled from a cup. That is horrifying yeah. because I imagine that if you get shot in the head, there might be a half a second Dude. of cognizance. And the fact that they capture that bugs me out every time. And uh. they do it with every single death yep. in the movie. Even No one instantly dies yeah. except for Michael's wife. No, I know. Even when and s- even her legs hang out of the car, <laughs> yeah. which is just horrifying. Even when Sonny gets riddled with bullets. Like, oh, yeah. we watch him get riddled with bullets and, like... And he even has a moment yeah. where he realizes it's happening and says, "Ah, oh, shit. Yep. You know, that's uh, it, it's all about see, that. I'll say that they're, the only two deaths that I think really work for me in this movie are the the, the one in the restaurant. Early. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, like, the buildup is so the great. Tension and Michael is, great. is so, like, yeah. reticent to actually pull the trigger and all that kind of stuff. You, you, I, yeah, I actually got to down. a point where I was like, oh, he's not going to do this. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's, like, a moment where, you, where you're like, oh, he's not actually going to do this. <laughs> like, he throws the gun. Yeah. 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 He's supposed to just drop Yeah, because they spend so much time telling him to just drop it. And then he runs Come out of the bathroom blazing. He sits down and, like, continues to eat. And then he, like, looks at everybody. Yeah, he makes every big mistake. He's like, oh, yeah, that's so great. He's fascinated by the gun. Um, And then when they kill, I think it's the daughter's husband. And they like he gets in the car, and then they like pull the uh, thing around his neck, and yeah. he's like kicking out the uh, window. Oh yeah! But like oh, Sonny's no. death, and like a, a couple of other, it's it it makes like it makes this feel like a movie and yeah. not as grounded as most of the other movie feels. That's, so weird. That's like so the for, opposite of how I feel. I uh, feel like it's, it's so realistic the way that they die. But I feel like the blood. It's like a lot of people. <laughs> it's, but it's like it's a little too red. Yeah, it goes on for like a little. T- it's just like it doesn't. It reads movie in my head and not that, as yeah. real, and so it it kind of like puts that artifice back on in those moments. It's funny. I feel I like I've been living. That might just come down to a matter of our tastes. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah, I get that too. I just I feel like we, especially I think especially us, like we literally grew up through a time in movies when. Violence meant people got shot and there was no blood at all. Right. And so, like, to me, it's like I see things like this and I'm like, oh, fuck, right. I forgot that violence is actually fucking violent, yeah. you know? And I do have, like, kind of a visceral response to it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, going back to, like, getting shot in the eye, like, in my head, like, his like his head would not just... Because, it, it, like, the bullet goes in and then, like like you said, like, the blood just, like, pours yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's when it's he like leans cop. forward, it pours. Yeah, yeah. and I just, I just feel like there would be, like... I'm almost looking for more than it's yeah, giving yeah. me in a way, but yeah. like, like I want the bullet. Like the bullets still seem to do movie damage, yeah, with a, just with a lot more blood and they're kind yeah, of yeah. the like time lag, right? Where I want them to do like real, how I imagine real world gunfire to be, where it's like, like you can't even you're in so much pain you can't even react kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And I feel like the cop is the really the one that sort of like 
you know get gets it and yeah. then again where the, the guy's like kicking out the window yeah, yeah. like because if you if you're like suffocating like your legs are flailing oh, and all yeah, that kind of stuff voluntary at that point yeah. yeah whereas the other stuff feels more like the, it feels like the actor making a choice of how to react in that scene <laughs> yeah. more than yeah. it reads like a person getting shot Fair but enough. that's totally just that that's just the way my brain is I can see that. I, I, yeah. it definitely makes sense it's because it is very violent. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. Like they go big on the violence yeah. when it's violent. Yeah, like yeah. when so, uh, yeah. is it Luca Brazzi that gets uh, choked in the gets, uh, in the bar? His hand stabbed yeah. into the bar, and then they choke him. Yeah, because that yeah. is maybe the most like cartoonish death in the movie, but was the most horrified I was the whole movie. And I think that was the first one that like kind of kicked off the yeah. storm. Yeah, of, like, that's the, the one where you're like, oh shit, they kill people. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, up and to then, you're like, oh, they just make them deals. And th- it's fine. I mean, it's a little cartoony, it's but it's a great deal. movie effect. Oh, yeah. they hang on his face for a while. Yeah. While he's got like the wire in his neck and his eyes are bulging out of his head. And like, that's a big, that's either just great big acting or like some makeup effect combination with that that is just or fantastic. Just the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you want to be a star? Yeah. You'd be in the Godfather. You'll yeah. die for the Godfather. Yeah. It's uh, it, uh, what about like the yellow hue to this movie? Any anybody feel the same way? Anybody? Well, I feel more of a golden hue. Yeah, golden. Okay, yeah. sure. There's something about this movie, and I was making this joke, but this movie always makes me want to eat spaghetti, <laughs> and I and it's not just because they talk about olive oil because yeah. I think spaghetti even shows up for like a second, like is it, but just something about. The, the color palette of it reminds me of being in an Italian restaurant. Whether the restaurants that I went to were inspired by this or if this really is dyed-in-the-wool, you know, Italian heritage style, there's something about it that just makes me want spaghetti. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just so warm and comfy. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's... You, get, you get a bottle of red, you get a bottle of yeah. white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to ask you, which I think ties into to this, is yeah. like, so uh, one of the things that we've been talking about on Shane Fazos, we've been going through these Best Picture winners. Is like this: does this read as an old movie to you, or does this read as like a contemporary movie, quote unquote? This reads as contemporary to me. Okay, like, this didn't read as old to me at all. And I, I don't like. Uh, I, you and I were talking about this, Dan, and I, I don't remember which of us even said it, but like th- this movie, I just think it's like the best way to say it. Like this movie feels like a full like nine course meal. Oh, it's a delicious meal. You know, and like most movies, even great movies are like two good courses. Mm-hmm. This is like a full nine course like chef's tasting, you know. Mm-hmm. It it just is such a complete whole story about a bunch of characters that all have their own arcs that all get bore out over the course of the movie. They're all really interesting. It's got great performances. I really think it is like it has a very modern feel also just to the storytelling. It's pretty quick. You know, it moves at a pretty good pace. It it never felt like slow or long to me. The editing felt very modern. Mm-hmm. It it very well, much is also like the early end of like New Hollywood. Right, yes. Right. Quote. So like it's it's setting up things that are now baked into cinema. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to feel con- you know contemporary yeah. I think by that way. It always felt old to me as a kid because it, there was a poster of it in the video store. Yeah, yeah. And that was a movie Dad had seen. Yep. So it just felt like of another era. Yeah. yeah. But now watching it, yeah, it feels very Yeah, I, it feels very modern to me. I don't have any, like, technical basis yeah, yeah, yeah. for saying this. Like, I feel like if Santelli were here, he'd be able to tell me exactly yeah. why I feel yeah. this way. But I feel like the editing is very modern, but yeah. the cinematography feels very vintage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it is putting in, like, it feels Hollywood mm-hmm. to me in a way that, like... um 
you know, it, they feel yeah, sort like of like set sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think the color grading is part yeah. of it where things are almost like a little bit washed out. Yep. And then like the scene, but it's also the movie contrasting uh, daylight and darkness. Yes. Where like anytime we're inside, like it's a dark room. Yeah. And then like when we're outside at the wedding, like it feels a little washed out. And yeah. I feel like, it does. I feel like that's probably what I'm feeling. Yeah. But I agree with you that they, that's what I was most surprised the first time through that the editing, like it feels like a modern movie. Yeah. And like, you know, people talk about how fast like Goodfellas yeah. and like Star Wars and everything is, but the Godfather is right there with them. Yeah. In terms I think of, so. Like it's that same school of, yep. No, we need to get the pace up because we have to deliver all this information, but we have to do it in a way where we're not like boring the audience yes. by just like it's all people talking, but it's the way that you have the people talking yep. that makes it work. Well, and that so I I, I do yeah, feel that's so true. I, I like I agree. Like I feel what you're saying too about like the, the maybe like the camera setups themselves yeah. and the cinematography is is a little like old school Hollywood. Because I was a, not in a bad no way. no no yeah because I was feeling that as I was watching it I was I literally was looking for like. Okay, like I've seen a few Coppola movies now and I really like them, but like what is interesting about him as a filmmaker? Like where because like Scorsese, you can immediately start talking about like certain shots that you like and yep. the way he uses his camera to do this, that, or the other thing. And I was like, I don't have a good like handle or read on like Coppola as like a filmmaker. You know, like what are what are his big decisions and choices that are I'd say in a lot of evident. ways that's that's how I feel about Christopher Nolan. Right. Where I'll watch a movie, I'm like, that was so satisfying, and then I try to parse out the style and it's like you're just good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. figure out what that Well, and is. that was the thing that I realized as I was watching it is that Coplay is like a kind of like Nolan filmmaker where it's almost a lack of style that defines, there is no hyper stylization. No yeah, there's no flash. Yep. Uh, and that gives it a very like classic Hollywood feel. But I was very much thinking about how modern the editing felt and how the only way to get like that kind of modern editing is to kind of be somewhat of a modern cinematographer. Not in the sense that I do agree that like things a little bit feel like they're on sets in different parts mm -hmm. and the colors are a little washed out and, and bright sometimes and have that golden hue that I was like trying to bring up because like for some I just like couldn't get my eyes off that. There's this yeah. weird golden stock. hue to the whole good, thing. Good yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So get, it's <laughs> yeah. so good. Uh but <sighs> Polly had this way of cutting the yeah. garlic. No, he, oh man, don't even give us. <laughs> but so like, even, oh Maron. Yeah, <laughs> there's no like crazy modern angles. Start or, with the sauce. Yeah. yeah, there's no crazy modern angles. There's no crazy modern like uh, like cameras on dollies and pushing or anything like that. But to be able to edit like they do in this, he's doing a ton of like camera setups per scene. Yeah, like he's really capturing mm -hmm. a lot of different angles on a lot of different actors. So that these conversations can be like really dynamic and they can edit around to like different angles of everybody the whole time. I think ultimately like that does kind of mean I think probably at the time too that he was kind of actually doing some sort of like pushing the envelope a little bit like cinematography. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't really read that way now necessarily. But I think to get to the point of editing that this movie is at. I, I kind of think there was actually kind of like a pushing the envelope. No, I I totally to it. You know, I totally agree, and I think it it gives you the feeling of that you are in the room with those people. Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. almost like if you could watch a play in virtual reality, yeah, where you could almost like walk around and like look at everyone's right. faces and like. You know, he even captures a lot of like reaction shots that yes. are not traditional reaction shots yes. where like it's not people making a face. It's people digesting information yeah. while other people are talking about different things. And he's 
pushing it around the room, like the way that I try to watch a play when I'm sitting relatively close and I can see the different faces of the actors. Like I always kind of like to look at like, oh, what's this person doing over here? Because, you know, they're all making choices in those moments. Yeah, I think it's also too like with the new Hollywood movement and just with like the developing of theater technology prior to, we'll say the 50s, most movies were just, we're going to film a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And theatrical acting is as I understand it, different. Yeah. Because you have to play to the back, you know, yeah. back of the house. You gotta play to the back of the house. But in a movie, you can get very, very close on somebody's face. So the acting then becomes much smaller. And so I think as film started to be understood that way, that you have to craft that you have to craft your actors to you know, to a more facial style mm-hmm. mixed with someone like a Coppola coming in and just really understanding what a big screen presentation looks like. I think that's what gives it that feeling. Yeah, it did, yeah. I actually like regretted not being able to watch this on a big screen because mm. it really is like such a sumptuous movie. You can like see yeah. subtleties in their faces on yeah. a big screen, and I think he knew that. Yeah, and that was something that I don't want to say was new in 1972, but we were certainly thinking bigger in terms of you know these are the movies. You know, we're yeah. going to the pictures. This yeah. is you know. And so I think it, you know, it in a way that it had to be differentiated from television. Yes, exactly. Whereas before it was just the movies. Do an experiment yeah. next time that you're watching Netflix on an iPad or some kind of yeah. touch screen, and you're watching something in, in widescreen. Double tap it so that it zooms in and goes full screen, and it immediately feels like you're watching television. Yeah, like immediately, no matter what you're watching. And then when you zoom it back out, you immediately know you're watching a movie, and that's yeah. like in our DNA now. But that's something that was a trick of the trade at the time. Right. Yeah. If you. If you didn't see a movie in the theater, you didn't see it. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Ebert talked about in that piece that I mentioned earlier is that uh, he was like, if you can avoid it, don't watch this movie on VHS because you're missing like 30% of not even the screen from like the full screen stuff. Yeah. But like it can't uh, pull off the depth of color and especially in those dark scenes because he's yeah. he said the cinematographer of this movie was nicknamed the Prince of Darkness <laughs> because he was so good at capturing all of that detail. Yeah. He's like, you really need to see it in the theater so you can see all this, like, just the... W- you can really see the movie. Yeah. Like, you're not really watching it if you're watching it on VHS on a, you know, tube TV, basically. You know, and I know that obviously we've made a lot of progress since then. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been thinking in the back of my mind that, like, hey, eventually I'm going to get a 4K player this might be one of those movies that I go back and be like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to be worth the, like, you know, the investment of getting it at that like high level. I of, bet. You know, I would love to see this on like, you know, a, a good 35 millimeter <sighs> print, like yeah. on a big screen. I think would be just like amazing. That would be an even more delicious meal. Yeah, it would be. dude. I just, I really, this is one of those like movies. Spaghetti. Yeah. Mm. This is one of those movies that you spend your whole life hearing about and it, just it lives up to its reputation mm-hmm. in a way where it it would be impossible to say it exceeds that reputation because it just is the biggest reputation of any movie other than like Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the Beatles. But yeah. Like we all yeah. agree that they're good. Yeah. Sometimes you get a dick who's like, Nye. Yeah, it like yeah. it feels it feels weird actually to talk about and comment on this movie in 2017 because it's like yeah, what do you want me to say? It's yeah. fucking as it's good as everyone said it was. Like, but here's the thing. I think this movie is better than I thought those people said it was. I like, agree, yeah, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, my interpretation of people saying that like yeah. automatically knocked it down a couple of breaks, right. and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, man, yeah. they're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to resist, and I couldn't. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah. I was trying to get out, and it just pulled me yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 
<laughs> I have one beef with the movie. Yeah, I fair, think there's one. On. I think it's a perfect movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Because to correct this problem, I think would make an inferior movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that the the Italy scene yes moves a little too too quickly plot wise for believability. Like I know that it's a year that goes by. Yeah. But it's just like he sees her. They're married. She's dead, and she said one word. Yeah, they've never shared like any time yeah. together except like nodding at each other as they approach the camp. Like a little bit of that feels rushed to me, but I don't want to spend any more time in Italy because it, you know, I I understand that that's not what it's about, but it feels a little undercooked. I actually agree with you. I spent most of the Italy sequences going. All right, this is the this movie has finally gotten slow. Like this is just this is slow now. Like I don't really. It doesn't end up being slow. No, but it feels like that would be the it, slow part. Well, yeah. it does for a little bit because you're like, okay, great, but why are we here? Mm-hmm. Like I get that Michael's here, but like why are we here? Like yeah, why yeah, do yeah. we need to spend time with Michael here? Yeah, and eventually that becomes clear. So yeah. you know, it's like but it's not moment, a problem, but in the moment you're like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. Like it, that's it, a good way to put it. It pays off. In a way that it doesn't earn, but earning it, I agree, would make it a slower movie and a it worse experience. Fun, yeah. right. And that, and that's what I was about to agree with too. Is yeah. like I literally had the thought when his wife died, I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! She's just a plot point in this movie." Yeah, because that is that is literally all she is. She's yep. just a but plot point. Like he must be so pissed, dude. I ah! it's like it is and a very effective plot point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where I was like, "Yeah, I'd be fucking kidding me." She's just a plot point, but then the movie keeps going. And you're like. She's a super effective plot point. Yep. Like that is, I would not She's have such a small part of the yep. story because yep. she really is such a small part of the story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and that is, um, uh, in 2017, that's sad to say, mm-hmm. but from a storytelling perspective of this story, it works perfect. It's oh, fine. No, it's, just, it's it's the right choice. Yeah, and you just have to let it sit for a while yep. before you realize yeah. it. Yeah, I, I imagine that whole like Italy stuff is like 300 pages I w- of that novel. I would bet, yeah, because I know that novel is like ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's like, it's a, like a literally like a full family history of the Corleones. And basically. apparently it's very, very, very verbose on Sonny's penis. <laughs> really? Apparently there's just a lot of words devoted to how big and satisfying <laughs> Sonny's penis was because he is a little bit of a like a, a playboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's right. got the, the girl off in the, yep. in the other room when they're yep. you know doing the wedding thing. Yep. He's, he's always up to something. Yeah. And uh, that, that wascally wabbit. And he, uh, <laughs> but yeah, apparently in the book, Mario Puzo is just all about it. That's hilarious. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, this just like struck my, my memory. It was like something I wanted to bring up before. But um, one of the things that I really loved about this movie is the moment towards the end uh, where they reveal that. And now help me with the details here. So like Michael. OK, so there's they have a sister, right? All, yep. the, all the boys have a sister who has an abusive husband mm. who has been trying to get into the family through marriage and other means or whatever. And for the most part, they've like kind of let him in. They haven't given him anything important to do, but they respect the sister's choice. Yeah. Right. He's, yeah. And they give him some busy work. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. in, you know, he's like in enough or whatever, but Sonny fucking hates him because he knows he beats on his sister. Right. And, and this ultimately leads to Sonny getting killed that he, he just can't take it. And he thinks this guy needs to go. So then when they put Michael in charge, one of the first things Michael does is go, you're going to be my right-hand man. He points that guy out, and he's like, you're going to help me with very specific tasks. I need you. I need." And I was like, I spent a portion of the movie going, okay, so does Michael not know that this guy treats his sister like this? Because he might not. Sonny is very aware that that's happening, but as far as we know, she may have only but told Sonny. 
Right. <laughs> right, but he is dead. And so I was like, does Michael not even know about this? And he's about to bring this like really shit part of the family like in too close. And then you get to later in the movie when it's revealed that all of this planning that Michael has been doing to take out the heads of every other family and basically tie up all their business holdings around... Are they in New York? Yep. In, in New York. Tie them all up so they can take them all to Vegas and they can then like rule their own empire in Vegas. He's like making all these big strategic moves. It turns out that one of the first big strategic moves he made was to bring that guy in close because the ultimate plan was to fucking kill that guy yep. amidst all the chaos that would happen towards yeah, the yeah, end yeah. with all the families. Yep. That's all part of the plan. It's always been part of the plan. And I that was the moment when I realized just how calculating Michael has actually been this he's whole time good. and, and yeah. that he's really good at this. And what I love about that scene where he confronts him yeah. is he's like, free, he's like, no, come on, don't do that. And, yeah. and Michael's like, I'm not going to make my sister a widow. Yeah. And you fucking believe him yeah. in that moment. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're just going to like, they'll get rid yeah. of him somehow. Yeah. But and like, you believe whatever. him in the same way that if Don Corleone said that to exactly. you, would yeah. be like, he's good on his work. Exactly. And, and, if I, yeah. and, and if I was that guy, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can. I can work this. I yeah. can work this situation yeah. now that I know that that is off the yeah. table. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, so. Great. I love. Wait, how that did he scene. go again? What was his? Does uh, he just shoot him? No, I think that he gets in the car and they put the. Oh, that's him. That's, that's right. Him. Yes, yes. Yeah. that is yeah. him. Yeah. And they like yeah. Garrett him, and he's like kicking, and yeah. like yeah. the camera is like on the hood of the car, yes. and you just see his. You just shoe see the feet. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. It's great. Ouch. Yeah. I hope. That I am not murdered. In, in, well, I mean, in any way. Uh-huh. But uh, the piano wire. That Relatable so not, far. Yeah, go on. The piano wire. Yeah. Not into that. Yeah. That is fucking no. horrifying. Mm. I can't think of many worse things. Yeah. Especially because then your fingers get under there. Oh. And then your thumbs are getting cut off. Uh-huh. And you realize, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a thumbless corpse. Just, <laughs> I just made this worse. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. Yeah. I'll never be on Ebert's show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't anymore either. So, know. you know. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so good. Worried about offending the dead. So uh, while Dan looks at his notes, yes, I, please. I uh, put this movie on and I got my notebook out but because uh, I, I like to take notes for movies when I'm on podcasts so I don't forget about things. And then after the movie was over, I watched it over like a couple days. Yep. Um, I had one note, which uh-huh. was, great cat. <laughs> oh, such a good cat. And then, but that's like the first five minutes of the uh-huh. movie because like, I was like, oh, it's a long movie. Like, Because this is only the second time that I've watched it. Yep. And I was just immediately, it just captures you. Like, it's so it's, engrossing. It's really good. Yeah. I, I like legitimately really loved this. And again, it's like, I almost feel stupid saying that at yeah. this point. That no, like, but welcome to the club. I know. Right. Like, you know? I I literally I've been waiting to put my review on Letterbox, and I know this is the hammiest joke ever, but it's the only thing that makes sense to review this movie if you've seen it for the first time in 2017. It is just going to be, hey, have you guys heard of this? The Godfather. <laughs> it's good. Your your review should just say. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's literally like, what the fuck else am I going to say? Why like, are we even doing this Yeah, podcast? yeah, yeah. What is the point yeah, of that? Right. It's just, it is that, it's 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 like my favorite, uh, or one of my favorite Jim Gaffigan jokes, which I bring oh, up all yeah. the time, and it's perfect for this movie, which is uh, a joke where he's talking about seeing the movie Heat for the first time, but it's 2008 when he's seeing Heat, and so now he's walking around going, oh, yeah. hey, has anybody seen Heat? Does anybody want to talk about Heat? 
that, that, that that's special to me because that happened to me with Heat. Yeah, I saw yeah. it when I was like 25. Yeah, and so it was like, good. oh man, that was really good. And everyone's like, you never saw that? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's factually good. Yeah, yes. it's like, <laughs> who am okay. I going to talk to about The Godfather and what do they want me to say to them and what will they respond with? Nothing. No, the answer is just nothing. They'll just be like, yeah, I know. Cool, man. Glad you caught up. <laughs> I have a, a line that I wrote down that I forgot. It's, it's not the exact line. When Tom Hagen is talking to the movie producer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he oh. gives him, like, the deal and all that. And the guy, ah, you guineas with your bubba dubba dub and all that shit. <laughs> and then Tom Hagen's just, Tom Hagen's just like, uh, what does he say? Like, uh, I'm a big fan of your pictures. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I, have, yeah. I, have, I have much respect much for your respect pictures. Much respect for your really, pictures. You know, I love that, like, yeah. And it's just, that's probably true. Yep. But it's also, like, that's the business. I respect your pictures. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Like. Don't leave him suspicious no, and then cut his fucking I fucking love that, that he like he lays it out for him. That guy gets so mad he's screaming at him and he just goes real hard at, no, no, this is the way it is. Yeah. By the way, I have much respect for your pictures. Yeah, like, it's it. so good. Now, this just occurred to me. He was shown the horse. Yes. No one else is probably aware of the horse. So could that have potentially been his idea? Oh, yeah. Or, or, well, or at least to the point where he'd be like, listen, he's got a horse that he loves. That's our chip. Oh, you know, that's, oh yeah, that's our sure. bargaining chip. I mean, I, I imagine part of his part, part of, of his, his, like his job is to recon yep. to create the yeah. offer that cannot yeah. be refused. Yeah, so, a million a percent. Job. That was Tom. Ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like this fucking, fucking horse. Yeah. And by the way, do you want me to tell you all the slurs that he called you while, while I was meeting with yeah, him? Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. to like yeah. rub it in. Yep. And he's like telling Sonny, and Sonny's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill that horse." He wouldn't even say it. Like you wonder all the slurs. He would have been like, "You should have heard the words coming out of this guy's mouth." Yeah. Tell you what, I didn't like it. You wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So good. Yeah. I, oh man, that is such a that. And that's when I, he goes to get up and leave because he's like, you know, when there's bad news, the Don likes to hear about it immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not even gonna finish my plate. Yeah. Like, it's such a power move yep. because, like, you know, he's coming to meet with this guy, which would normally put him in that sort of, like, subordinate position yes. oh, in yeah. that room. He tells him to have his driver take him straight to yes. the airport. Yep. Yeah. Uh, have the other guy's driver yep. take him. It's That's, so good. It's, oh, I love that. Boom. I also... I, it's like throwing your dick on the table. Uh-huh. Just be like, eat your meal. Do yeah. it. I dare you. Also, to me, like, li- like I, I really think this, like, great filmmaking is things like the scene at the stables, right? Where we're, where suddenly we're spending five minutes with this movie producer that we know is not really an important character, mm-hmm. and we're pretty sure is going to get fucking killed at the end of this. Like, all of that seems, like, very clear and apparent. And it's like, why the fuck are we walking around taking a tour of this guy's house? And then he's, like, showing him his horses, and where, and it's, like, five minutes where you're like, okay, what are we doing? Like, what's the point of this? Fucking horse head in the bed, dude. Like, yep. that is, like, a, amazing filmmaking to me. I love movies that are like, no, no. We're going to spend the five minutes at the stables. Yeah. Because if we don't... something about him. Yeah. He talks like he's not going to race. Yep. He's going to put him right out the yep. stud. And I love that. That's just another big part of his just, I'm a man with my power. Yep. It was just, oh, I'm going to send my strong-ass horse out there to fuck bitches and make little strong-ass horses. <laughs> yep. Because I bought him with my money that I made with my dick. Yep. And so, yeah, we get that about him. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I love that. To me, that's, like, great. I want, I like, that's another thing where it's, like, I could maybe see why somebody might watch this movie and not think it feels modern and right. think maybe it feels, like, old in some way. Because it, it is. E- well, e- yeah, but even as modern as the editing is and stuff, yeah. it's paced slower than movies now. You know, the, you could still see the difference between, like, the pacing then and now. But I actually, like, I think part of the reason I, I like, don't even read, like, the, maybe some of the issues you ha- you had on it. I know they weren't big or anything, but, right. like, 
is because to me it's like, oh no, I, I, I miss when movies were like this. When we did spend five minutes at the stables. When we did, you know what I mean? Like I do kind of miss that a little bit. When we were willing to take our time just a little bit and, and have these kind of like great little character moments that ultimately like that character moment is meaningless if we don't get the horse head scene, right? right. No, like it's true. gotta end with the horse head scene. But as long as we're ending with the horse head scene, give me the five minutes in the stable. Like, that's a good scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. With so many movies, there's the battle between story and plot. Yeah. And, like, if it's plot-heavy, it's empty. If it's story-heavy, it's boring. Yep. And so for this to kind of intertwine them perfectly... Yeah. You know, the, the plot tells the story. Yes. The story is the plot. Yeah. It, so you could... It could be 10 hours long, yep. and you would just sink into it. Yeah. It's. I mean, uh, it's a movie that I avoided watching for 30 years, and I now hope to, like, you know, see 10 more times before I'm dead. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? The mm-hmm. other thing in that uh, producer conversation yeah. is that... For his reason to not cast uh, like fake Frank Sinatra yeah. in his movie yeah. Yeah. is personal, not yes. business. Right. Yes. And yeah. so Tom's like, no, this is the business. Uh-huh. Like, yep. you know, so like, I literally don't so want to hear your true, pity right? party yeah. story. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear a pity story care. about yourself. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't, I, nope. yeah. I literally can't hear the words coming out of your face right now because they're whiny and full of tears. Like, yep. get on my face. Awesome. I don't care. <laughs> Talk to me about business. That's yeah. what I'm here to talk about, and that's all we're going to talk about. Yeah. But if I go home, it's going to get personal. Yeah. Because <laughs> he even, that's that's his threat, too. Like, well, the Don doesn't like to, he likes to hear bad news quick, you know? Yeah. That is him saying, like, well, now it's personal. Yep. You you have offended us by by rejecting our very kind offer. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The line? There's, uh, either your brains are going to be on that contract or your signature. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. so good. Yep. Man, that horse head oh. scene is fucking like wildly blood, effective too. Awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's oh, disgusting. I it. blood. It's oh, like a big glass. I also like I I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like so he wakes up and it's this. It it actually is a slow push. It's like one of the only ones in the movie. It's this yeah. very slow push onto him sleeping in bed, and right away I noticed that there's like a little speck of blood mm-hmm. like on his pillow. And I spent the whole shot going, I know, the thing is, I know about the horse head scene. Like, right. I go into this yeah, knowing yeah. that that's what this is going to be. So, like, I immediately, my, but I was like, I tried to put myself in the position of I don't know that's what's happening. And I'm going, like, is it eviscerated? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like, wait, there's, that looks like a little speck of blood. What is that? And they keep pushing slow. They keep pushing slow. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. That looks like a little speck of blood. And then he starts pulling the sheets down. And you see, like, a little more red. And you're like, yeah. I think that's blood. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, that's it's so like, much blood. He pulls his hand out. Yeah. 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 Covered, oh. So that good. is like such a great reveal. I love that you can That's see that it's blood before it even head. starts. It's yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, so good. I love the idea that these like really burly jewel like burly jewelry wearing mafia guys yeah. snuck into his room yes. super quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like not only put the head there, but just like dumped like other yeah. blood like yeah. other horse blood yeah. that would not have come yeah. from the severed head. Yeah. Into his bed and he slept and through and the whole thing, like him in. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me think he's a bedwetter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the only he's that's gotta the, be. That's the yeah. only way he Has would not be. wake up, right? That's Has so to be. funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Fan theory. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they drugged him. Oh yeah, eh, I don't know. But well, they, they don't like drugs. Way, they don't left. like drugs. Right? Yeah, that's true. They don't do yeah. that. That's sloppy. Yeah, I pay my guys extra so they don't get into that shit. Yeah, such oh, it's so good. I love this movie, dude. And I, I do love that. Again, it's like. These standards are kind of meaningless, right? Like, if in, in again, in 2017, having a conversation about this movie, all these standards and morals are meaningless. But I love in the context of this movie that the Don does have standards and morals. He's like, no, no, drugs is a dirty business. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. That's but not, it's, you know. it's morals, but it's also in the realm of, like, 
it's bad business. Yeah, right. It, it's it's fast money, and yep. I don't trust fast right. money. Like, yeah. He, it, he's also against it on the level of like this is what's going to cause the war. Don't yep. you know, yep. don't do this. The cons outweigh the pros. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. exactly. That's, it's pure yep. and simple. Yep. If if he thought it was a good idea, he would have no problem doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, uh this movie is great. When I was a hey young, guys, a young man, have you heard of The Godfather? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the dad? It's, did it's you say Godfather? <laughs> uh oh no, but I want to now that <laughs> you brought it up. The um that should be a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah the um. Uh, the Tom Green show I used to watch back mm-hmm. in the day. I was a very big fan as a young man. I was as well. Thought he was so funny, and Me he too. did this one sketch, and it was from his old Canadian show. Was his butt in it? It wasn't his butt, but there were there was a mutilated cow head. So oh, yeah, that sounds like a brand. Tom Green sketch. And he bursts into his. He had this mobster character where he had a. I think it was either a George Bush or a Ronald Reagan mask uh-huh. that he just put on the top of his head, but it was backwards, so uh-huh. it was just their hair, you know, sticking yep. straight up. And that was his mobster character, and he came in with a real butchered uh, cow head yeah. into his parents' bedroom in the middle of the night, uh-huh. as he's wont to do. Uh-huh. And he held it up, and he was like, this is a message from the Don Corleone! It says Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes! And he just kept repeating that <laughs> over and over. And I just thought he was doing, like, shtick and... Yeah. In my head, I always heard Lou Cabrazzi. Uh-huh. And then when I finally saw The Godfather many years later, it was like the Braveheart moment yeah, where yeah. I was like, oh, oh, I get what he was. That was it, a direct yeah, reference. Yep. But then I found out his name is Luca Brazzi. <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> but yeah, the Tom Green show had that line in it. So yeah. this is deep. That's funny. <laughs> See, kids, you watch old movies, you understand 90s comedy yep. sketches. Yep. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Is that even a sketch? When I look at Tom Green yeah, stuff now, I and I still love it, it still yep. cracks me up. It's I'm like, sketch. that's not even a sketch. It's just him screaming through an idea. It's, it's, it's a, wild. It's, it's a jackass before jackass. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, he is the Beatles of jackass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, well, enough about Tom Green. Yeah, Tom Green. He's not in The Godfather. I, you guys want to get into... I was going to say, I think uh, we should time? wrap up Godfather thoughts. Yeah, Anybody um, got anything final? I'm, I'm good. That score is awesome. It is so it good. It is so good. There were certain points, because I was watching it on Netflix... That there's characters that speak in Italian and they aren't subtitled. Yes, um, the subtitles are actually like written into the film. It's yeah. not one of those. But in the scenes where they talk Italian, if you put on the Netflix subtitles, you get to see what they're saying. And yep. I was just doing that out of you know out of curiosity for this. I did that and, too. Uh, anytime that the theme came on, it would say love theme uh-huh. or you know like crime theme or something. Yeah. Love theme was the big one. Yeah. And so it was just funny to me to think this score is so iconic that even if someone could not hear. They would not necessarily know the exact song, but it's so important to the movie that it's in the subtitles to refer to the love theme. Yeah, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, that's interesting. And, so, and it was yeah. played very frequently during the scenes uh, with in Italy with Michael and his wife. Yeah, and it's like that was part of how they loosened up that it seemed so quick. Their romance was that the love theme played and all that. Yeah, and so you know, in flipping the subtitles on and off, that was just something that I caught when I had them on for too long, and it just spoke to the strength of the score. I, I really loved the score in this it, and and immediately started hearing it other places, by the way. Like I've what was I listening to? I was listening to like a podcast or something like just this week. And I, I can't remember which one it was now, but they just kept turning the Godfather theme on in the background of like certain, there was like a bit they were doing that the Godfather theme kept playing through. I just like immediately as soon as I saw this movie, I suddenly started recognizing that score. Like and I'm sure it's been referenced and used like a million times for a million different things. And it just now that I've seen the movie, suddenly it's like, oh, that's what that is, you know? Yeah. I mean, and if you hear it, you're like, again, it's that Italian restaurant feeling where yeah. you're like, does Italian restaurant music sound like this because right. of The Godfather yeah. or is yeah. it the other way around? And um, 
I did look up some information about the score, which is it was done by the guy who scored a lot of uh, Fertilini's movies. Okay. I just looked so, up now, and eight and a half was in his like yeah. notables. Yeah. So he is an Nino Italian. Uh, he's an Italian uh, composer. Composer. Yeah. So that makes nice. sense. I was like music writer person. <laughs> I wrote that so, thing where I was like, I can't remember the what guy, the guys in the door guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um. The Coppolas are a large Italian family of many generations. Yes. And so I think that... Is even the cage sunny? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a million percent. A That's million amazing. percent. And Sofia Coppola is ultimately herself. Uh-huh. The um, Actually, she plays the nephew baby. Right, that's what film. I heard. Yeah. But uh, she plays the daughter in, in the Three, third one. Right? Not yeah. well, and, uh, but she plays... <laughs> no love lost to yeah. tremendously talented uh, filmmaker actress. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's fine. Well, no, no, it's all good. I did that to myself. <laughs> what were we talking about? The um, the family. The family. Yeah, the Coppolas are a yeah. huge family, and so to be able to tell this generational story, I think there's a little bit of personal experience yes. in that, and the fact that you know ultimately it's cast with a lot of his family. You know, yeah. Talia Shire's in there, and, yep. and Sofia Coppola, and so. You know, I just feel like they get the family aspect of it mm-hmm. right because that's probably somewhat similar to what their large Italian family is. Yeah. I looked up the Coppola family tree the other day and it's like insane. Wouldn't it be great if it somehow crossed over with the Wayans family <laughs> tree and they it was just this they were they were the saint elsewhere yeah, of genealogy. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's just at the center of it. Just like, ah. It's it's kind of funny because I feel like the uh like if this is the Coppola sort of like uh, Francis Ford Coppola making a movie as a tribute to his sort of upbringing. Not that like they're a mafia family, but right, just right. that like some of his life experience. Yeah. Like George Lucas being in like his same class, like American Graffiti functions sort of the same yes. way. And, and it's this like love letter to where they came from. Yep. Which yeah. is very cool. It is very cool. And Star Wars is just American Graffiti in space. Right. I've been dying to make that argument somewhere so someone will listen to me about it. Someone will hear it. Yeah. It's it's American graffiti in space, but also Vietnam. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I it's t- Alderanian graffiti. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Never mind. I was about to literally start getting into my argument about Star Wars being American graffiti, but there's no reason to do that right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no reason not to. I I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's just like everybody complains about like the acting in Star Wars that it's like real cheesy and stuff, and they especially complain about Mark Hamill doing things like. Was supposed to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters, yeah. and all that reads to me as is Ron Howard in American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. He's the kid that just fucking wants to go work on his car with his buddies down at the garage, but his dad's like, "No, dude, you got to stay here and do housework." Yeah, that's all Star Wars is. It's the '50s teenager that just wants to go fucking drive cars with his friends, but he's got work to do at home and he can't. Yeah, and so he dreams of larger things. And, and what's great is that George Lucas is the kid dreaming about being that kid. Yes, because George Lucas said that he was the nerd in American Graffiti was actually the closest to his actual own life that experience. Totally makes sense. And the other kid, like Ron Howard, like they were the cool, they were the cool kids, kids that, that he wanted he, to be. Exactly. Yep. Well. I gotta confess, never seen American Graffiti. Oh, dude. oh it's yeah. so good. That's great. I want to see it. Worth a shame file episode. We, we did it. Oh, you did it. Yeah. I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. it's one of our early, earlier ones. So Dan, you're free to watch that whenever you want. Yeah. I will watch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's a little bit of a shame files prison. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I want to do it for the show, but I want to watch it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're gonna do I mean, Cool Hand Luke. 
Oh yeah. Oh, oh we will. You should. But that's a real good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were talking. We we created like a master list, and like, oh, nice. we really have, without even trying, like a good five years worth of like shows. That's fantastic. Nice. So yeah. like, we could keep this going for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. Dan and I made a list once, and we've maybe looked at it twice in the five years we've done the show, and probably have only done like seven movies off of it. We've looked at it a couple times. I think we've gotten a good chunk. We of probably it. Have. we've still never done a night at the Roxbury. No, we. But haven't. that is on the list. I do know as that. it should be. I would totally. Do it on that. Yeah, I absolutely. loved that movie so, as a kid. When is this? When is this? Uh, this episode coming? This one's out? gonna drop uh, ASAP. Probably, probably like Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sunday. Cool. I could say it. Yeah. Uh, there's a really fun sort of sort of related to Night at the Roxbury thing in Black Panther. Whoa. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes, dude. That is one of my. Fa- I loved that movie growing up. It's. I mean, it's barely. Yeah. It's barely there. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's intentional. Yeah. It's intentional. But there's a thing that immediately I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing from yeah, Night yeah. the Roxbury. So after you guys yes. see it, let me know. Yeah. If, uh, let me I guess. hope it's just full on. They go down to fight and then it's like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 and they just do the dance and my, the thing. My guess is Bilbo says to uh, Schmeagle, uh, says, uh, did you just touch my ass, Schmeagle? <laughs> Sir, that's physically impossible. I'm on the other side of the room. I got my eye on you. Yeah, I got my eye on you, Dewey. He was so good in that movie. Yeah. I love that. Oh, man. I will say, that, that's a good guess. <laughs> they, those two characters at least are in one scene together. Oh, and right on. I'm guessing they touch butts. They might. <laughs> they, <touch laughs> they both butts. have butts. <laughs> uh, that cannot be denied. <laughs> man, now I just want to watch that. Uh, no. All right, so let's, let's do just do these fucking yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are uh, early roles from... Prominent just, or no yeah, yeah. actors yeah. and actresses. I mean, it's kind of a loose idea, but I just, this movie, I literally couldn't stop thinking about, you know, people like James Caan and, and mm. seeing them young and going like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is like so interesting. I found a better way to describe my criteria. Please. It's me watching the movie and being like, oh my God, this person looks so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so, that, that is an accurate description of the feeling <laughs> I had watching this movie. So. Yeah. My list is partially that, and it's partially just their movies that it would be like, oh, you want to see something fun from this person? Yeah. Go watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, cool. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of These the are all way. good movies. Well, yeah. yeah. These are all worth all watching. All of mine are. Actually, yeah. one of my first, I'll do, I'll do my first Go. one. My first yeah, one's yeah. not even a movie, but you want to have your mind blown? Go back and watch some old Pee Wee's Playhouse to mm-hmm. catch Lawrence oh, Fishburne Larry as Cowboy Fish, Curtis. Baby. Yeah. yeah. And he was Larry Fishburne back then. Yeah, he was. And um, yeah, he's he's the second Cowboy Curtis. The stage one was uh, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, right. But for the show, it was him. And he's great. When I and I was a very I'm a very big Pee Wee fan. But there was a there was a period in the nineties where that wasn't the most accepted thing. So Pee Wee fell out of favor. Yep. And um Going back to watch Pee Wee as an adult and just being like, that's motherfucking Lawrence Fishburne was a very cool experience. And he's great. He's really good. He's hilarious. Yeah. Just having a blast. So, yeah. Super fun. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Larry Fish. Uh, so, so my first one is yeah. uh, related to a movie that we were just talking about. Oh? It's Harrison Ford and American Graffiti. Oh, uh, and basically, that's it, could, a good one. it could be any of any of the actors in America. It's really all of American yes. Graffiti. Yeah, but especially Harrison Ford. It's the only time because I think Star Wars was like the next movie he did after that. Yeah, so it's the only time where you sort of get like an unformed Harrison, yes. like Harrison oh. Ford before he was Harrison yes. Ford. Yeah. the way that we think of him. Yeah, because he's like doing like a kind of a country accent, and he's like. He's doing a like it's he's not in it a lot, but he's it's like, very weird. It's yeah. a very small role. Yeah. He's, he's in it for maybe five minutes. Yeah. I, you're selling. I'm I'm watching Streetcar and this like tonight. Yeah, it, oh, it, that's a good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll enjoy uh, American rough Graffiti, morning. man. <laughs> yeah, we'll you be. will enjoy American Graffiti. Yeah, it's like the last picture show. I don't know why I associate. Oh, I've never them. seen that one. 
It's um, um what's his I name? Yeah, oh, it's I, good. Well, yeah, I can't, think of, I can't think of his name. He did Paper Moon. Yeah, I I'm, I'm lost it on it. Yeah, look it up. Um, that is a fucking great choice, actually. Because yeah, that's actually one Peck of the. And oh, is did Peckinpah do that? I don't know. I don't um, fucking know. Peck, I don't know. My shit. My <laughs> 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 <Pa> father. <laughs> It's a uh, 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 what are those movies called? A little buddies version of Godfather, yeah. <laughs> which is the Airbud sequels yes. about puppies. Um, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Pe- yes. Uh, Peckinpah. Peep pop. That's peep poop. I knew Peckinpah sounded wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same peep poop. That's got to go on the list. That, Although please. no one would look at a picture of Sam Peckinpah and be like, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. <laughs> but only because I'm going to look him up. That, Sam that almost makes it funnier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I lo- That's a great pick because I think Harrison Ford is legitimately like kind of weird in that movie. Yeah. You like don't know what to make of him. Yeah. And, and it's partially because you already know no. Harrison Ford. Yep. Mm. And then you see him in that movie and you're like, what the fuck? Is, what are these choices? Like, it would be less weird. Like, he's driving a car, and he's having a conversation with a person in another car. Mm. But it would be less weird now to watch it if he was like, get off my plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like, it's so un-Harrison Ford. Is he doing the Harrison Ford that Indiana Jones and Han Solo often does when he's pretending to be someone square to schmooze somebody? Uh, A little. (laughs) Like, a little bit. Almost. Yeah. He's he's also, he's literally supposed to be, like, the coolest guy in town. Yeah, I mean. Which is what Harrison Ford becomes, but doesn't quite embody in this movie. Movie, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. All right, I yeah. think he's I'm also in. like a 28 year old playing a high schooler. So like, it's all nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of weird. Yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, that. kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with. Uh, I was literally going to include American Graffiti. This is literally a list of movies, and American Graffiti was gonna be on it. But I'll leave it off for the sake of this. <laughs> That's a great one. It was gonna be American Graffiti, Close Encounters, Jaws, Young Richard Dreyfus. Oh man, is like endlessly fascinating to me because like again it's like I just I grew up in a time where it was like I knew Richard Dreyfus from Mr. Holland's opus you <laughs> yeah. know like I'm gonna direct an orchestra with yeah. my deaf kid yeah 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 or, or like what about Bob you know like yeah. that's another Dreyfus yeah. and so it's like I know Dreyfus as this old curmudgeon basically yeah. you know it's like that's my read on Dreyfus and so to see him in these younger roles and then these like younger roles that are all right back to back yet he's somehow playing characters that are like 40 years apart in their actual age oh yeah like his character in uh, Jaws does not appear to be 25 years old, but I'm pretty sure that's how old Richard Dreyfus is when oh, he's yeah, playing. He was a him. kid in that movie. You know? He's supposed to be like the college kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like uh, it's just like and th- and, and then like just, just like a couple like years before, he's in Close Encounters and he's clean shaven and he looks wildly different, like yep. much younger. It's it's really interesting. I, and he's fucking great. Like he's so good in those movies. I I love Young Dreyfus. He's I love all Dreyfus. I yeah. do too. Yeah. I, I, I legitimately do too. I just like those performances. I think are so like they they now have become like ha- that's how I picture Richard Dreyfus. Mm. It was like those performances with sex you know? appeal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sexy Dreyfus. Did he ever? I mean, Jaws is as close as he's uh, ever yeah. going to get. I think it's oh, yeah. the beard is doing all the work for him though. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, I mean. The only other thing to say about that is just beautiful, 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 beautiful coal. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh-huh. I randomly referenced Mr. Holland's Opus a yeah. lot for some reason, yeah. and I don't entirely know why because it's not a very good movie. I, I know, and I think we I've seen it, it like, like multiple grade. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School. It was yeah. very weird. I, yeah. We watched it in school, school multiple times, which yeah. like took like six months yeah. because we could we only ever watched like. 
10 minutes, you know? I and seem then, like, to remember, like, renting it with my family and liking it at a very young age just because my parents were like, that's a good movie. And I was like, I, I guess that was a good you movie. Like, is that the guy from Krippendorf's <laughs> Tribe? I love that movie. There, it's a good movie in, in the way that it's a good movie in terms of, like, it has good values. Yes, yeah, More yeah, so yeah. than the quality exactly, of the movie yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels like one of those, like, wannabe prestige pictures. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that considered prestige though? Like, was that beloved in its time? I think it was. I, I feel think like it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, there's a. It's one scene in Groundhog Day where Michael Shannon pops up. Whoa! No Whoa. shit. I didn't know yeah, that. He and it's wild because Wait, it's something that is I he only... in one scene like one time or <laughs> one scene like a lot. One time. It's I believe when they're hanging out at the bar and there's like a wedding go. I, I, he might run into him a couple. It's been a while since I've seen yeah, it, yeah. but as an adult, when I revisited that movie, I was like. Well, that that is that is a stack of leather football helmets <laughs> yeah. struck by light, yeah. and he's like twenty five, but he's the guy who's just like, yeah, we're getting married. Whoa! And, all, and it's him as a Wait, young man. Does he smile? Yes, he's <laughs> happy. I don't think he can anymore. It's never happened again. It's like that Han Solo moment. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sorry, the American. I call yeah. him Han Solo. He's not even Harrison Ford. Um, it's like, and it's he's that, not even Han Solo anymore. It's that Solo, a Star Wars <laughs> yeah, story yeah. moment. You know, you're gonna the be one. very disappointed in a movie that's coming out in May. <sighs> No, I'm not. I'm gonna love that <laughs> yeah. shit. Wait till you see can. Lando in that fucking coat. Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm. But <laughs> dang it. But um yeah, so Michael Shannon as a young man. Dan not and I just scary, sank both of our islands. Happy. We started a new one. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Ryan, and Dan's island, and only uh Donald Glover, Donald Glover as Lando is yeah. on it. Uh. Sorry, Absolutely. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. It's all I good. just had to make an island joke. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's a fact. We call yeah, it I, I was actually, City. that was pretty much all I had to say anyway. It was just, <laughs> it's, it's young Michael Shannon, and it's wild because it's definitely Michael Shannon. That's so crazy. Yeah. I li- and he is really, like, truly one of the greats. Dan, we've done a lot of selling tonight. You've sold me on another rewatch <laughs> of Groundhog Day. Let's so, see if I can find a picture of him just so I can show it to you. Uh, yep. So while Dan's doing that, I yes. will drop my next one. Please. Which I think is the one that I thought Dan might be able to guess. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm curious to see his reaction. But it is... Kristen Stewart in Panic Room. Well, Ooh, I knew that was her. Not my guess. And in Zathura. Um, not that that's a particularly <laughs> big performance. I haven't actually seen that. John Favreau made that, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He did indeed. That's what got him I've Iron literally yeah. wanted to see that movie since it, it was coming to theaters. Yeah. And I just never liked it. I remember so seeing... you're missing the middle chapter of the Jumanji yeah, trilogy? No, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. And uh, I've, I've come to be a bigger and bigger fan yeah. in recent years. And Panic Room was like a Fincher movie I hadn't yep. seen, and then also that she was in it, and uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, that movie is fantastic. Yep. And you know, it's like looking back, it's hard to judge. I feel like you know, very young actors, mm-hmm. but Kristen Stewart does a really good job, like as an actress, yeah. like portraying a character in that situation, and it's sort of got that like horror movie thing where it's a lot of a big reactive performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think she really sells the amount of danger that they're in yeah. in that movie. She is very good in that movie. I like that movie quite a bit. Yeah, I it's think real it's good. it's very it's it's one of those movies that's like oh it's a good Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, but I think it justifies its length. Yeah, it's actually one of the Fincher's I haven't seen. One of the oh. few. It's good. It's yeah. it's like his minor one, but like that's a cool thing to yeah. have a minor Fincher film. Yeah, where mm-hmm. he's not swinging for the fences. Right. So it's just this. And I think Andrew Kevin Walker did the script. Is that oh correct? interesting? That, he's the he seven did, guy. He right? did seven. Yeah. 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 Well, I know he makes a cameo in it. Interesting. It, it's a small movie, but it nails the kind of movie it is. Yeah, yeah. I actually like it better than a lot of other French movies. Oh, that's crazy. That's Michael Shannon. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio mixed oh, with Michael J. Fox. Fox. Holy shit, yeah. that is Michael Shannon. Wait, ready for this picture, though? You want to see where he was really Michael Shannon in that movie? 
There he is. There's the Michael Shannon. He's about to murder Bill Murray. He's about to like... Well, oh, yep, that is definitely Michael Shannon. He's about That's to how he happily shakes a hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, you just gave me a nice bridge to uh, another one on my list here, Ryan. Uh, I went with Taxi Driver simply because it features a young Jodie Foster, a young Robert De Niro, a young Harvey Keitel. That blows my mind the way Harvey Keitel is in that movie. Dude, it's that is a fucking... That's three great actors that I... Exactly. It's like that I only know as, like, adults, right? Like, yeah. I grew up with them as adults in the movies I was growing up seeing. And, you know, one of them's a fucking child in this movie and is great. It, like, gives a legit performance, like, one of the better, like, young performances in a movie. De Niro is, like, so recognizable. Like, even the Because, like, De Niro, of all three of these, like, he's who I knew the most growing up as a kid in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, De Niro was... Still huge at that time. Right. He was like, meeting put, Fockers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's the thing is, I know him as an older man. Like yeah. I know him, but like he's so recognizable immediately. It's like, yeah, I bet you do, Panama Red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jill quotes that all yeah. the time. Like that's literally, so great like literally, that's like a once great a week. Line. That's incredible. What's amazing about that movie? While, just while we're talking about me yeah. and parents for a second, uh, is that. As a kid, I had not seen any movie that De Niro had actually done any horrible things in. But I knew enough, like, that character works based on who he is, regardless of whether or not you're actually familiar with You've got the context, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is that how that's pronounced? I always just said oeuvre. I think it's it's either that or it's oeuvre. I don't remember. (laughs) I think it's farve. (laughs) Is it farve? Uh, yeah, I just, That's uh, I, you know, growing up, my first Pesci was Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's definitely. definitely my first Pesci. Yeah. Yep. And my first Daniel and my Stern, first Stern. Yep. And my first and Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Yep. <laughs> and my first, uh, uh, Kieran Culkin. Is he the one that was fuller? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Fuller wets the bed. Yeah. He's got to sleep yep. on the hide bed with Fuller. Uh, but yeah, Taxi Driver is on my personal list of shame. Oh, dude. Yeah. You should see it. It's yeah. fantastic. That is absolutely a movie that I was like. Nope, I'm not watching that movie. Yeah. I'm rejecting its reputation for reasons that yeah. are not actually reasons. I I never rejected it. We did an episode yeah. on this show that was my inaugural viewing of it, and that movie is it. It's the tits. That yeah. movie is awesome. I, I would say, as far as like these other movies we've talked about in that context, I think it exceeds. Like that to me is a better movie than Goodfellas. Is a better movie than uh, uh, The Godfather. Like I I really like Taxi Driver. Yeah, I think I, Taxi Driver. I, is I, stru- I struggle with I struggle with antiheroes. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. But I yeah. think I might now be like old enough where I can, like, have that d- identify with who he is in yeah. that time, but not necessarily need to feel that. In I'll myself, tell you this, you know, I, it's like, like a weirdly political movie. Yeah, in that there's like a political story in yeah. it. I think you might enjoy it. And right. and yeah. I th- yeah, I, I definitely want to watch. It's it. It's good. And it's I truly good. think yeah. calling it an anti-hero movie is like a misnomer that people gave it at a time when. They wanted to treat Travis Bickle as an anti-hero. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that the movie actually is espousing that he's an anti-hero of any kind. It's not awesome. ever really advocating for him. Yeah. And he's not really a good audience surrogate. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it's actually, you know who has the best performance in that movie? Scorsese. Scorsese is so His cameo it's is like, crazy. It's the weirdest yeah. director cameo you ever did yeah. see. And it's great. It's so good. And it leads to one of like the big ambiguous moments of yeah. the movie that uh, that I still puzzle over. Yeah. It's yeah. really. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. It's, I'm sold. Also, yeah. 
Young Albert Brooks. Another oh, another man. performance by uh, Albert Brooks is great in it. I love yeah. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is great in he, life. Yes. It, yes. It, it is a movie. Wait, he's in life? <laughs> <laughs> the Venom prequel? <laughs> no, no, no. The Martin Lawrence uh, uh, Eddie Murphy comedy. That life. Boy, what a <laughs> reference. You dug that one up. I was actually referring to Proof of Life. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, life as a house? Life yes! as a pie. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Albert Brooks. Uh, yeah. It's just Taxi Driver is an amazing moment of just young, you know, like these great young actors. You know, uh, that's that's my point. There's a Family Guy joke where they're they're showing auditions for Life as a House, and one of the auditions that they, that they show is Matthew Perry Chandler, uh-huh. and his whole audition is, <laughs> "Could I be more of a house?" <laughs> Best joke Family Guy has ever done. And I've, I've got the giggles now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unfortunate because it's your turn. Yeah, it your uh, turn. what are we on? Uh, three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, funny. I, I'm I, just going around. So yeah, I didn't order. I crossed just... out Chris Sarandon in in Dog Day Afternoon oh. because I was like, he's not really huge, and replaced him with Leonardo DiCaprio in in Critters Three. Oh, well, oh. yeah. I thought for sure you were just gonna say Growing Pains. Nope. Critters I, three, and uh, I, it's funny because I had Leo on my list for what's eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, ah, nice. that's that a good one. Fantastic. I've seen that. Drowned. Oh, it's, it's really good because it's uh, him and Johnny, and Johnny Depp. Depp yeah. yeah, so if you can still watch oh, Johnny Depp I movies, I could have fucking put Nightmare on Elm Street on that this was, because that of was Johnny back Depp. when he used to try though. Like that was oh, back I, when he needed. to I work meant not for acting so much as the wife beating. But yeah, sure. He's, <laughs> he's not. He's not a guy I want to advocate for. But. Right. Back when he used to try, he was a tremendous actor. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he does some craft in this. In yeah, the, yeah. In, in that Gilbert, movie. But yeah. Anyway, good. Critters. I've never. I seen mean, it. Critters is not. Good. I think I've seen Critters three is not some good. of them right. on TV. I know I've seen I think some of the you've Critters seen movies. All of them. I on think. TV. So. I feel like were they on TV all they the time were on all when the we were time. kids? Growing up, TNT should have. Yeah. we know Critters. Yeah, yeah. Because because it was that Tremors. That was like all they played. Exactly. There was there's a distinct lack of of little dudes movies like that. Yeah, like Critters, Tremors, Ghoulies, Gremlins, Gremlins all that yeah. fun stuff. I miss those. Yeah. Um, there was one that Guillermo del Toro produced a few years back that was like a pretty good little demon dudes movie. Do you know what it was? No. It's like Don't Be Afraid of the Dark or oh, something like that. I think that is what it's called. And it's like a remake of uh, an older movie, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I, I very much enjoyed is it. Is Katie Holmes in this movie? I don't remember. It's something like I that. I only saw it once, but I was just like, I miss having little dudes movies. But yeah, it was like, don't go under the stairs while you're alone in the dark on a Tuesday. Because of the little dudes, the dog yeah. monsters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I finished it finally. It was very good. Isn't and it good? I love to think that Barb and Bob are good friends. Yeah. And so, man, Bob. It's pretty good, though, right? Like, it was good. It was yeah. better than the first season, I thought, because yeah. I knew what to get from it. Yeah. You know? And so it, it, it was felt like there were some good arcs for everybody in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Steve. Like Steve oh, such a good has a great yeah. arc in season one, and they give him an even better one, I think, in season two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and Hopper is just Hopper. Uh, Hopper so is fun. such a great character. I love how in season two they were clearly trying to pad up, beef up his uh, his his dad bod. Yeah. Because he was jacked for Hellboy. Yeah, two, he's trying to get Hellboy into Hellboy. Three. Yeah. And so you could tell under they made him look oafish. Yeah. But he was actually jacked, yeah. and that was something that I couldn't unsee yeah. once I saw it. But yeah, so I, there's not much to say about Critters Three. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those dumb movies where after Gremlins was a hit, just yep. little dudes movies spun off, yep. and a tiny young Leonardo DiCaprio was the little boy in that movie. Yeah, it's more by chance than anything else. You know, it's not like he was hired because he was good. He was, you know, six or whatever he was. Legit idea. There's a good like kind of self war horror comedy to be made called Little Dudes. Oh yeah, that Absolutely. is just a little dudes movie. Uh, 
uh, what's it called? Uh, I mean, Critters Mi- kind of Mis- actually is Mystery that. Team. Yeah, pretty I much. think it's called Mystery Team. Oh, Mystery like Team is great. And Donald Glover isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mystery yeah. Team's awesome. It's a yeah. great yeah. little dudes movie. Yeah. Oh, I meant little dudes in the context Dan's using it, which is like little critters, like yeah. little creatures. Uh, like gremlins are little See, dudes. I thought yeah. I thought you meant. Little I know dudes what you're saying. As in like, yo, I got it. As, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like little creatures movies, like, yeah, little critters, like, little cr- little yeah. critter. critters, critters. Yeah. The, yeah. the stoner um, like, comedy version of that is just called Little Dudes. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that, like, Harold and Kumar meet Little Dudes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to put them up against everybody, dude. Yes, they are such a good. They should have met Frankenstein. At they least they should have met Freddie or Jason. That or something is, like that. No, I want that, them to do Happy Death Day, but with the two of them, oh. it would be so fucking funny. <laughs> the, uh, that would be my Predator pitch. Yeah. Whoa. Howard and Kumar meet Predator. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because they're being hunted, but they have just have no idea. Yeah. And they oh, keep yeah. getting out of it through yeah. complete happenstance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Be so, and Maloney would show up. Yep. It would yeah. be, oh, it'd be so good. NPH, it would be, yeah, that would be oh, a delight. Oh, my God. NPH. Yeah. Oh, and like, he would just all, be like, soldiered out. Like, no, yeah, he'd already be in a cage. Like, they'd fight, yeah. they'd end up on a Predator ship at some he, point. He tried to fuck a lady Predator. Yes. Yeah. He tried to fuck her in her mouth. Yeah. Because they have the vagina mouths. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so Critters 3 has yep. Leo DiCaprio in it, and it's neat. There's and it led to that to great say. conversation, <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. Oh, my God, that writes itself. It's yep. got to happen. It's, yeah. Uh, so, I want them, and I want Pee-wee and Brule to meet. Ooh. Steve Brule meeting Pee-wee. They go on a road trip. So they good. hate each other, but then they become best friends. So good. Uh, good night, ladies. That's great. Uh, yeah, so my next one is James Franco in the Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's a baby in those. He's he such is. a little baby face. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but he's really good. Like He's... He's doing a lot of acting in those yeah. in that movie, which is probably totally unnecessary. Oh yeah, he literally acts when a waitress asks him how his food is. <laughs> yeah, that's one of his big moments. Is oh, so good. <laughs> it's like the biggest <laughs> fucking delivery. Um, but yeah, he so is just, a really good actor. I like oh yeah, he is. is. Like, he is. Yeah. Uh, but just like going back and watching those movies, like he's the one that I'm like, oh my god, like look how far we've come yeah. from yeah. 2002. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I actually think he's like legitimately very good in Freaks and Geeks and then like bafflingly not good in the Spider-Man movies and then immediately almost good again after the Spider-Man movies. So yeah. I think his weirdness fits the tone of the Spider-Man movies because I, I love all three of those movies. Yeah. Two I still maintain is like yeah. just the pinnacle of what we can do with superhero movies. Yeah. At least, you know, for my satisfaction. But there is something weirdly heightened and cartoony about every aspect of those. Yeah. And I think the way he plays that suits it. I can also see why people would look at that and be like, what the fuck are you doing? But, I think he might know. have been tapping into something with it that like none of us knew we were watching until a little later, if that makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. And yeah. maybe tapped into it while no one else actually was. Mm-hmm. And so he reads as a little weird. When maybe he's actually like making a choice that does kind of fit that movie mm-hmm. overall. Do you I, know what I mean? I, know exactly I think he mean. sticks out more in the first movie, and by the second one, I think everything he settles everything everything a little place. more. Yeah. Well, it's more like everything catches up. That's to true. Him, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone else is like, oh no, there's melodrama, right. and we need to be acting like we're in a melodrama just yeah. a little bit yeah. more. And like, I think the the dial being tweaked. That's he, true. He kind of falls into it. Yeah. In a cool way. That makes sense. Yeah. And he kills the third one. He's the best part of the third movie. Yeah, I don't really even remember it really. The third one is, without a doubt, the least yeah, of the Spider-Man yeah. movies. But I would it rewatch is very it. Very defendable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got a lot of very cool choices that are weird. Yeah, and when you know that it was a movie that Sam Raimi didn't want to make, right. 
Uh, he didn't want to do Venom, and yeah. he just wanted it all in there. And so he just applied his weirdness to it almost for his own entertainment, yeah. and it pops in those moments. When, when it was, it's cool. When it was one of three Spider-Man movies that existed, yeah. I hated it. I but know. now that it's one of like seven Spider-Man movies yeah. that exist, yeah. I actually like it a That's, lot I more. I kind of want to rewatch it now yeah. in that context, because at the it's time, perfect. I saw it like alone cool. in a theater when I was 20. You know, and yeah. I was like, at 20, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm alone? Why won't anyone come to the movies with yeah. me? Uh, 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 and <laughs> I know, but I was so hyped for it. Oh, and then yeah. it was just like such a big fat disappointment. It, yeah. I and, had the you know yeah the that Spider Man three is the biggest letdown I've ever had in my yeah. life. Really, in movie like walking That's out of the upsetting. movie, I was so angry. Yeah, and like I usually don't get like now I've my yeah. expectations are so different about things, but like. I I love that second movie so much. It's like so there, good. it's one of the few times in my life where like I've watched a movie on DVD like once a week for a yeah. couple months. Oh yeah. So like I was like living in that movie, and I was like, oh my, and I was like young enough where like Venom was still cool. Yeah. So like I was like really even knowing that like they had some production issues, I was yeah. like the that one's so good. Like it's yeah. gonna like it's got to be at least yeah right. And I was just like I walked out of it and I was so bitter I could taste it. I would say that that's one of the first movies that sort of taught me my ability to just be like, well, what did what did you want, you know? Yeah, because uh, I I never I never disliked the movie. I've always thought it was better than people said, but that was one of the first ones where everyone hated it, and my reaction was just like, eh, Spider Man three. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was kind of a new muscle that was being flexed yeah. by Spider Man. Yeah, 3. It was so like, I came Spider-Man out. I, I came out really bitter, and then when everybody else was piling on, I was like, oh, then it's just definitely bad. And then yeah. like a couple years ago. I like re- I rewatched it online whim and I was like, oh, you know what? That was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. decent. I think the other thing is like I. So this is weird, but like I I uh, had seen like it. I think the whole Evil Dead trilogy in high school at some point. So I was like, and I loved them, and it, they were like some of the early horror movies that I got really into. You know. And I, so I was a Sam Raimi fan that didn't know I was a Sam Raimi fan. Yeah. I like at the time like just never put the name to it or all those details together. So it wouldn't be until like years later that I would pull the like the thread on that needle finally and realize like, oh, fuck, I actually love Sam Raimi and like pretty much all of his movies and didn't pay attention when I was watching Spider-Man 3 that I was watching a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. And I think now today in that context, I would probably find a lot more to like about that. movie. You should read Matt Singer has an essay where he defends Spider-Man 3 yeah. and it really hits a lot. I of love like Matt Singer. Yeah. yeah. And it's written in his style. Yes, so he's it's very readable. Yeah. And I like fun. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good one. That's cool. Yeah. But you, you pull the, the needle on that thread and yeah. it, it re- pulls back to reveal. It's a tapestry of Bruce Campbell's face. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Just that is, that, that yeah. is legit how I pulled that thread on that needle. Yeah. I read his book and I was oh, like, Oh, nice. I was like, Oh, That's Sam amazing. Raimi. He's the guy that he did all the, and then he made, Ah, okay. All right. I got it now. I'm putting it, I'm picking That's it all up. Awesome. I can just see yeah. the Matrix. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The Matrix. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Isaac, you said, and he denies it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, there's even one of my friends, her name is Shayna. Uh-huh. He, he's never going to get it. <laughs> never, ever going to get it. He, he's always like, oh, hey, Shanna. And she's like, Shayna. He's like, Shayla? She's like, Shayna. He's like, Shania. Shayna. He's like, that's what I said. And like, that's you. You're, no. No. Get, okay. Shanana. Sh- no. <laughs> it's spelled goddamn phonetically. <laughs> All right. All right. My number two, I pulled another one out of the, the horror back pocket. Yes. But it's really fun to go watch Leprechaun and realize that the lead girl in trouble is Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, and the Leprechaun movies is... It's it's just a little dude movie, not a little yeah. dude's movies. Um, 
They are not good. Uh-huh. But there's something about them. Yeah. Every last one of them has a reason to be watched. <laughs> and in the first one, it just happens to be that it's the one that's closest to being maybe kind of good. Kind of a movie. And it has yeah. Jennifer Aniston in it, which is a little bit mind-blowing. Yeah. Is she good? Like, is it... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's there's no room to be good right. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah. it's it- it's Leprechaun. the most literal, literal of the little dudes. Movie. Yes. It's yeah, a yeah, single yeah, little yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, besides Little Man, the Wayans Brother comedy, <laughs> where a full-grown man played a dwarf man playing an infant so uh-huh. he could rob a bank. Uh-huh. I should see that one day. Yeah. I should get some acid. <laughs> I probably should. And then see that movie someday. So, yeah, that's just another neat one that I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that is I good. discovered... As a kid, because Leprechaun would also frequently be on yes. like TBS. And Friends and was on was all the time like, oh, we were growing up. Oh, that's the girl up. from Friends. Yep. Oh, she looks so young there. Mm-hmm. And then I realized now that she just d- doesn't age because she's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Crazy. Yeah. So that's a neat one. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Kate Winslet in Heavenly Creatures. I've not seen uh, Heavenly Peter Creatures. Jackson, right? yeah, it's a Peter Jackson, Jackson movie. Uh, it's fantastic. I've heard. Um, and she's really great in it. And it's like ha- like the earliest memory I have of her, of course, is Titanic. Yeah. Uh, like everybody our age, but going back to before that, like her performance in this movie is just amazing because it's so raw and so real in the same way that like her performance in Titanic is so yeah. for that movie. Yeah. Um, and she just, she just nails it. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. I wanted to mention it because I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it. I've not. I've heard it's great. That's been recommended to me ever since I like branded myself as a movie guy and I've just never pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. I don't know why. That, that's another movie that Jill was like, oh, you got to see this movie. And yeah. she like, you know, we rented the DVD or whatever. Yep. I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that was really good. What did you do? Rented a DVD? I don't understand. Oh, it was a shame. Rent? <laughs> Rent is a musical. You mean you red boxed it? You red boxed it? You red boxed it? No. You mean oh. you went on your computer and stole it instantly for free? No. Huh. Mm. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Actually, I think I might have gotten it from the Netflix. DVD service. <laughs> so it, it showed up at my house in a little envelope. You're still saying a bunch <laughs> of confusing things. You know, now there's mail involved, mail? a system that's been dead for 20 years. No, I got to say, as someone who works in an office and relies on mail oh, yeah. to get every... Mail is amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I don't know how we do it. The fact that anything gets anywhere yeah. in such a short amount of time I don't is know how insane they do to me. I put something in an envelope and drop it off, and it'll be in California yep. by 3 tomorrow. I can't even I, get my... That's insane. No idea how that happens. I don't know. I don't understand it. Yep. It's insane. There's just, right now, there's just thousands, millions of pounds of envelopes in the sky zipping to places where there'll be, and that's not even the, the sorting is what gets me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How does that happen to get into the guy's hands to walk? It's insane. I have no idea. They have a lot of little dudes. (laughs) They probably do. (laughs) It's, all right. (laughs) All right. We are Uh, tearing Garrett's house down. No, it's fine. During this episode. Uh, Damn straight. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, real quick, I'm gonna throw we. But this was you actually did me a favor. We skipped my number three, and it should have been. It was Elijah Wood, Back to the Future Two. We've talked about this. Everybody knows about this. He's a young boy in it. The only reason I want, only reason I wanted to bring it up is he still somehow looks exactly the same age, uh, and that's just amazing. It's the ring. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so that's amazing. My number two is he's got a ring, Marty. He's got. <laughs> How's it watch our kids? I don't know what it is, but it looks powerful. I want to touch it. That's one ring to rule them all. 
why is why is Doc President Nixon in he, Futurama? I literally <laughs> always think of him that way. He always has just a little bit of one of those, just like he, you're not wrong. Yeah, you know the Nixon the Nixon in a jar impression is the same as the get off my plane impression. <laughs> oh of yeah, the Air Force One. Just like, yeah. Get off my plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so my number two is Gene Hackman in the conversation. Yeah, uh, which no, I is love Gene Hackman. Uh, with Godfather Two, Coppola yes. beat himself for Best Picture right. against the conversation. Against the conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's my other big Coppola movie that I love. I really love the conversation. I think it's like just kind of. I watched it like three times when I finally saw it. Would you say it's the tits? I would say it's the tits. <laughs> that movie's the tits. Uh, it, it it's so good, and Hackman is so good in it is another actor that is just like, how have you always been 70 years old? <laughs> like, how is that even possible? He just has always looked like an old man. But even in that movie, like, where he's clearly a younger man, there is this quality to him that serves that character so well where he he does feel like a man out of time. Mm. He, he just feels like a man that doesn't really belong in any time that he was alive during. You know what I mean? Mm. He looks, feels, and sounds like someone of a different generation, no matter what time we're talking about him in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and that serves the characters he plays like so well. It's exactly why he works so well as Lex Luthor in that specific Superman yes. movie, because yep. it essentially takes place in the 30s, but he is playing a modern-day person. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He, I just, like, when I think of him in the Royal Tannenbaums, he's a man out of time, right? Like, yeah. he's this older generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I think of him even in... He Danny Glover culture. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> such a good gag. And then yells at him that he, if he wants to talk some jive, he can talk some jive. <laughs> he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll dance with you all day, culture. <laughs> What's it? Oh What's it? What's it? You just call me culture? He even like gets yeah. ready to fight, which yeah. is totally it's not so, Danny Glover's no. uh, bag of tricks. I know. Man, that movie. Really I also, Danny Glover's reaction is like a bit. You just call me culture? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. It's so good. Uh, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's like a fantastic actor that has just been like always great in like everything I've ever seen him in. But man, is he good in the conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, he, and he's like, that's like a character too. It, you know, not that he's not played character, but like he's not. That's he's, he's not, not just Gene Hackman. Yeah, he's not trading yeah. in on the Gene Hackman thing at all. In that, I mean, he's really do. He's just and fuck, man, that last scene where he's just in his own apartment that he's torn apart with his bare hands and he's just playing the saxophone alone. Oh yeah, that's one of the best endings to any movie ever. Conversation is one of those movies that you should always watch with headphones if you can. Oh, it's dude, like, yeah. The sound yeah. design on it is crazy. Modern. Yeah. Oh, it's on a shameless. Dude, I, I got to cross it off. I'm oh. sold. I'm sold. Do it. Conversation's like one of those that like no one talks about yeah. because it was released in a sea of better movies. Yeah. And it's probably better than all of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's the Zodiac. No I believe you. I'm to totally. To the, uh, you know, there will yeah. be blood, no, no yeah. country, yeah. where it just gets dipped behind them because it's yeah. the different one. And Fredo's it's probably in it. better than both. Fredo yeah. is in it. Uh, it's oh, it's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Highly recommend. Yeah. Let's do Are the number ones. My number one, I folded it up, and I probably should have it memorized. Oh, yeah, duh, is Robert De Niro in Brazil. Oh, yeah. He's the little mechanic guy in Brazil. He's only in it a little bit, but he only dips in to deliver some, like, very not his style of comedy comedy, but he does it. And then literally zip lines out. He zip lines away a couple times. Isn't he in scuba gear at one point? He's in scuba gear at one point. I mean, it's, it's... you know, this it is the most pure, undistilled Terry Gilliam that you're ever going to see as Brazil, yeah. and you would never in your in your 
you know, wildest dreams think this, I would put De Niro in this. Right. Yeah. But he takes to it and fits perfectly. Yep. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's cool in that movie. I, I totally forgot he was in it. I haven't seen yeah. that since college. So it's, it's been a Same, long actually. time. Same, actually. I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Yeah. Didn't you go when we went? The I midnight. I don't think I did. We if I, if I did, I slept did, through so, it. Yeah, I, was gonna yeah. say, I, 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 I don't was think that I did, but if if I did, I slept through it. Mm. Um, it, which unfortunately is a very easy movie. It's so dreamlike. Oh, it's so it literally good. like it, it will lull you to sleep. Yeah, that's um, like that might it, be in my all time top ten. I yeah, love it's Brazil. it's great. Yeah, um, the real version, not the Love Conquers All version. Oh, yeah. I, you know, now that you're saying that, I don't actually know which version I saw in college. Yeah, I might have gone out of my way to see the Love Conquers All version and and like. Uh, missed it or something. I, yeah, I, we totally watched it in a class, so yeah, I'm know. sure it was whatever. Yeah. Was there a version that they that professor wanted to show? I feel so. like most people know to watch the non theatrical version. And yeah, like I think you probably did watch that. That's the one that they show. Oh, it, maybe I did. Ritz. Yeah, that's the one that they show when you show Brazil. Yeah. Like it's pretty well known that it's the the Love Conquers All version is such a thematic departure from what was yeah. intended that it's just kind of shunned. Yeah, like yeah. where are you going to watch it anyway on a DVD? Who has that? The person <laughs> who's going to show you the right one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. What's your number one, Ryan? So my number one is, uh, in general, the movie Ghost World. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's that young Scarlett great. Johansson, yeah. Thor Birch, yeah. and uh, Buscemi. Yeah, who like I feel like it's after Reservoir Dogs, but he's still one of those people that so. shows up like. Because like if you see Fargo and you see Reservoir Dogs, he's playing a very similar character, mm-hmm. and this is him doing the complete opposite yes. of that. This is putting a name to his face. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's really becoming. Oh, he's an actor. He's yes. not just that guy. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I love that movie. It's that so movie. good. Having I had a couple of kids. Why don't you? Yeah. When they're crossing the street. I yeah. especially loved it as a teenager, and that's like one of those interesting examples of seeing something where it's like. This is two uh, like young females that I shouldn't relate to at all, and I completely relate to these characters mm-hmm. because it turns out those experiences are not as different as we like to fucking make them out to be. Yeah, you know they're what little I mean? shits like, in that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's I I loved that movie growing up. I remember reading the comic book afterwards. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to remember. It was like fundamentally different in a way. But I ended up like appreciate, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, but I remember yeah. liking the movie more. It was yeah. one of those situations. I, I know the creator of the comic was involved in the screenplay he was. Yeah, process. Yeah. So Daniel like, Clowes, yeah, he name, made yeah. changes on purpose to make it a better yeah, movie. And that's the which thing is, is awesome. I think it probably was for that reason. Yeah. Like they made it, but, you know, fit yeah. cinema. I'm just saying, much respect to the pictures. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love that man. That's a great choice, especially because uh, I mean, in today's world, like a young Scarlett Johansson, that's like pretty crazy to get to like see her in such a young role. Yeah, and like so good, like very immediately, like seems very aware of herself, and like she's great in that movie. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, and she's one of those people that like this might sound a, a little a little uncouth, but like sometimes seeing her, my brain just goes into static. Yeah, but she's so good of an actress that it actually overcomes how good looking she is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where like I can come back around and be like, no, you are this character. I'm believing this in yeah. this situation because she's that good. Yeah. And yeah. can I say I like deeply miss Thora Birch being in movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like her, and she just you know she like popped for a couple of years and and has gone away. She has a crazy story. I know. I yeah about like her dad mm-hmm. on set. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's like it's br- a shame. It's she's one of those people that seems like is a casualty of of um, hocus pocus. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I totally forgot that's her. A young her. Thora Birch in Hocus Pocus. I totally forgot that's her. Yeah. Uh, a young Doug Jones. Yes. yes. I think that was his first speaking role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the guy with the yep. lips sewed shut. Oh, yep. wow. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right a great on. that is actually that would actually be a good movie for this list. <laughs> that's a great movie. I loved that. Sarah I love Parker as a kid, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, it's still, Bette Midler. Oh yeah, we, we watch it every year. It's still oh, it, it holds up so I well. Bet. I, I would like so to see it. It's almost like better because yeah. it knows what kind of movie like it's one of those like it, it's a it happened by accident. They didn't know what kind of movie they were making and it yeah, all yeah, just yeah. came together in a yeah. way that every every choice works. Yeah. 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 I would like to watch that again. Yeah. I, I wanted to relate to your Scarlett Johansson thing. Something interesting happened to me the other day. I discovered that Shazam on your phone automatically links to your Spotify. Oh. Wait, you have a little you... tiny genie? On yes, <laughs> I do. And he is the best. Yeah. Is it, wait, is it Sinbad or Shaq? The thing is, he's tiny, but he's huge. Because <laughs> he's, he's Shaq. Okay. <laughs> he, he exists. Okay, no, but, uh, Whenever you Shazam becomes a playlist on Spotify. And I just discovered this. So I have like... A solid like five six years of Shazam songs. Whoa, just, yeah. So I hit play on the playlist and just let it go. And when I got to about like the beginning of two years ago, Scarlett Johansson's version of "Trust in Me" in the uh, Jungle, uh, Book. Jungle Book, yeah, that oh, only yeah. played over the credits. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. in the movie. It's really it's good. It's so good. It's, it's really good, dude. When that started happening yeah. in the credits, I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" They cut this scene from yeah, this movie. It's- so good yeah especially because like the other two songs in that movie are not good yeah. i would say like, yeah the chris walken version of that song okay is like that it's i fun know i am, I am so happy it's in the movie because i am so glad we got to hear chris walken Absolutely. sing that song but it doesn't but, like, play Right, that movie didn't commit to either being a music, and yeah. I loved that movie quite a bit. But like, I did too. I would agree. It needed yeah. to either recreate all the music yep. or and maybe throw a new song in for fun, yep. or yep. get rid get of it rid entirely. Of it. Yep. it was wishy washy. If I had to that. pick, I would rather have. I agree. The trusted me in the movie yeah. and the Chris Walken, Chris Walken in, in the credits. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. I know. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I, yeah. if you wanted to link that, you could have just done the trust in me and have that be the only song in the movie as a centerpiece, and it would have worked just because the nature of that scene. But guys, then we would have lost the. I want to be like you. Uh, oh, you want to be like me? Eh, eh. Like, you said that like Tommy Wiseau. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's impossible to try and do the Walken voice while singing, which yeah. is amazing that he did it. He's the only one who can. Yeah. It's, that's, that reminds me of one of my uh, my favorite uh, Simpsons jokes, where they're at like the book festival and he's reading Good Night Moon. He's like, the cow jumped over the moon, yeah. and the kids are like slowly crawling backwards. Did you say they were him? scooching? Yeah, scooching. Yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, what yeah. the scooching? Yeah. Stop with the scooching. Scooch why closer. Is, why is scooching so it's, far and it's away? Or doing the voice. Of course it is. It's, yeah, it's, he it's does one of the best it, yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh man, it's so good. <laughs> good night, room. <laughs> good night, couch up and over the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty fantastic. Uh my last one is uh gonna delight everybody and we can talk about it. A Kurt Russell and Escape from New York. Now I could have picked oh, yeah. a bunch of other you Kurt Russell the stuff. Computer war tennis I know, but I've never seen <laughs> yeah. most of those. They live. Uh oh, no, no, not they live. What no, am I thinking of? Well, I'm the thinking, thing uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I thought about all these. Uh, uh, Escape from New York is the earliest of all of those, so that was why I went with that one. Uh, and it is, I really the reason I went with it is it's like thinking about a young Kurt Russell and like looking at a young Kurt Russell and knowing that he was like a child star. Actually, was like in these movies, like these Disney movies for kids and stuff. Escape from New York. I, I like took a look at his IMDb to like really look at it, make sure I was right about this. That is a hard switch. Oh yeah, I can from imagine. young Kurt Russell, who's just a hammy young kind of yeah. comedic, good-looking Disney kid. He's Kurt Russell to <laughs> fucking Kurt Russell to Snake Plissken. Yeah, like <laughs> it, like that is a hard fucking just like 
I'm fucking Kurt Russell now. Yeah, you know? I would love to know. Like, that would be a good. Lo- I would love to figure out more examples of that, where like somebody just is like, "Nope, this is the new me, and I'm yeah. doing it." And like, where those transitions are. I mean, you got Die Hard with Bruce Willis, yeah. but he wasn't hugely established before. He was right. moonlighting, but he was that, like right? silly, funny guy. Yeah, he was, that's the thing yeah. is he right. was a little more. He was kind of known almost like comedic. He was like a yeah. last yeah. choice pick for yes. John McClane. Yep. Look what happened. Yep. A lot yeah. of good stuff, a lot of bad, but mostly good. An angry bald man. Angry bald man. <laughs> I mean, he did retire from acting in like what, two thousand three. I mean, did he really? I mean, like from acting. Oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> he's still in a he's lot still of movies. In movies. One of my coworkers <laughs> was like, uh, he asked me the other day about a Bruce Willis movie, and the, you know, I'm, I'm like the movie nerd, so yeah. people ask about it, and he's like, I-, I watched this movie and had Bruce Willis, and I forget who the other actor was in it. He's like, it was called like, you know, like Murder for Hire or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. like one of those Bruce Willis yeah. movies. Like, I'll tell you what, it wasn't good. Can you believe it? And I'm like, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. I, yes, I yeah. can. Yeah, definitely. I 100%, yeah. I 150% believe it. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. That's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love Kurt Russell. And and, and I, I, again, another guy that it's like I grew up with him as, as an older man, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I more know him as, as some of these older roles that he's played. Uh, and even and, and you know even it was like called acts of violence and oh, the yeah, actors I've that seen he did that, he was yep. like it had Bruce Willis and Cole Hauser in it can you believe it wasn't good <laughs> I'm like I can think of one other movie with Bruce Willis and Cole Hauser in it it was Die Hard Five yeah, yeah. so yes I believe yeah you. I believe one hundred percent yeah Cole Hauser I didn't know he put asses in seats that's but sure he, he does not yeah I don't <laughs> think that movie was even in a place where there were seats he puts one person's asses in a seat and it's the guy who sits near me at work yeah. and he's he's a great guy yeah and yeah. But that was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, uh, Kurt Russell, another guy I just knew as an older man. And when it's funny to like think about him, it's like, oh, yeah, you had to like, you had to make a big, bold choice to become the Kurt Russell. And he that really I, is like kind of a kid there, too. Yeah. You know, like I, he, I well, would imagine that's he's the other very thing. Young. It's like you really look at it now and it's like, that's 1981 and you watch it. And it's like, that is like, he's almost too young to play Snake Plissken. You know, like you look at him, you're like, he's like kind of baby, fresh faced in this, you know? And he, I mean, he works as Snake Plissken great, but it, it, there yeah, is he was like thirty. Yeah, See, it's oh, God. it's yeah. like he, like I feel too young to play a character like Snake Plissken. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like Mel Gibson in. I mean, uh, I don't fucking look like Kurt Russell, but like, <laughs> still, I would I would love to watch you as Snake Plissken oh. with the eye patch over your glasses. <laughs> yeah. So good, not the other way around. Right? Yeah, over the glasses. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette and cigar like yeah. at the same time. Like yeah, but it's like a, like I'm smoking a cigar because the character has to, but I'm also smoking a cigarette because I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. You know? I would watch the hell out of that movie. So yeah. good. It's Escape good. from Philly. It's like uh it, it's like Mel Gibson in the Mad Max movies where you're yeah. like, you should be more like weathered right. than yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. yeah. You're a little boy. And now yeah. you're like you're like weathered. <laughs> like, By the way, you are all weathered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. watching Rocky the other day and he is like not to make a pun by accident, but um, he's like an Adonis in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And but my introduction to him, first and foremost, was Happy Gilmore. Uh huh. And yep. so like Same. I imagine he still keeps in good shape, but yeah, he's yeah. an older man. Yeah. And so like what he's like cut from fucking glass. Crazy. Out, yeah. And in, in Predator movie, too, yeah. it's like it's crazy. By oh, the yeah. way, uh, Escape from Philly does not take place in the future in a walled prison city. It just <laughs> takes place in Philly. It's Super Bowl there's weekend. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does take place in the future and stuff, but like yeah. it's just it's just fit. Like there's no just regular. They don't. Even, and they need to make no explanation for like, why it's... the president's having brunch at the Sofatel. We need you to break into Philly and, yeah. and retrieve him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, let's do it. I I know that Philly classically just needs to be broken into. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end, it would be like you're surfing on the Liberty Bell. Yeah, it's you know, 
Something crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I love about Carl Weathers and Rocky? He lives by like a, like a, like a code. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a set of rules that like govern his life. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What are you getting at? Uh, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm waiting for the hammer to drop. Yeah. Is this a setup? Maybe. Hold on. It's been a while. I told you I'm really bad with actors, so maybe I'm making the wrong pun about the wrong character. Oh, oh now we got to figure this out. Oh, boy. Or you boy. might have just discovered a shame file. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It could be one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. He follows a creed. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> You're like Holy I love it. You're like not shit. reaction made me doubt my own knowledge of the world. I, I was like, I literally what? Was, I was going I hate through when that happens. a I know exactly deck. what you mean because that's the worst. Yeah, I was like, can we? I thought you were trying to tie it to Godfather. No, and like his own internal code with the Corleones. Dude. I was like, I think we're wrapping it up, but I'm waiting for that punchline. This, by the way, that only proves the power of Ryan Coogler. It he turned like Creed is such a great movie. I couldn't remember. That Carl Weathers' name in the Rocky series yeah, was, Creed. was Creed. I could, I literally couldn't. That was what I was trying to come up with. I was like, Oh man! I was like, I know this is a Carl Weathers joke, mm. so it must be his character's name. So good. And I was like, sweaty. <laughs> what was his character's name? I broke the mic. <laughs> he has like my favorite joke in Arrested Development. Oh. is Carl Weathers is just like always trying to cut a deal yep. and, and do a little something to Baby, save money. Baby, you got you a stew. You got yourself a stew. Yeah. And he's just always trying to, you know, he's just like living on hobo life. Yep. But anytime they say like, oh, it's actor Carl Weathers, they cut to the footage of him scream dying in Predator. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. So good. Oh, man. Perfect. Let's oh, get out of here. Yeah, we, we done with this? Let's wrap this we up. Done with this. The Godfather is uh, good. Yeah. They yeah. should call it The Good Father. Yeah. They shouldn't call it that, though. That yeah. would be a bad title for a movie. Yeah, but then the sequel to The Dad Father could be called The Dude Father, if there's also Ooh. The Good Father. Dude, where's my father? <laughs> 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 you wouldn't watch that? Wait. Oh, man. Also, it's just, it is the plot of Dude, Where's My Car, <laughs> yeah. but it's a stoner that loses his senile father. Like, Where did I park Wait. my father? <laughs> so, are you telling me that all of these movies are daddy's prequels? <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, my God. Daddy's Fuck. Home has got to be the new Saint elsewhere yeah, yeah you know that is the new snow globe yep. it ties in daddy's mommy's buddies yes all of it uh daddy's home two trailer best joke in 2017 yeah it's so wild good. all right uh let's plug would it be the friend zone you want to get to you want to be like daddy get to the end zone i i feel because i know that that's just a football pun but i'm watching i'm like i think that's a little bit of yep, an anal sex yep, joke yep it's bad. It is bad. Based on the already dubious concept of the friend zone. It's just yep, wait, the craziest you th- thing. Are you saying a mainstream comedy in 2017 could have some sort of like homophobic humor in it? I mean... Is that what we're saying? I mean, Mel Gibson the, was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shoot> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's, I'm just, I'm just tugging at my like collar Daddy. over and over again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And be in the end zone. <laughs> Let's, let's plug some plugs. Tight uh, end. Ryan, yeah. what do you want to plug? <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's let's plug some plugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so check out Cinadelphia.com, of course. That is that is our yes. home. Yes. Um, yes. Also, I like to movie everywhere that you can type. I like to movie movie. You yeah. will find it. Yes, that you is will. the best way to do I it. I like to movie numeric two. I like to I didn't say most of those words. Just I like Google I like movie, to movie movie without two. the numeric two. Yeah. Now, oh, now yeah, that'll work crazy. too. Or with it's no, probably gonna work. work the same. We're not the sequel to another show. Yep. It's We're on Twitter, Facebook. Um, I'm on everything as Dan Scully, Twitter, Letterboxd, all that fun stuff. I think that's everything for yep. me. I'm oh, and you should watch The Ritual on Netflix. 
Netflix is big. Oh, I'm so I'm dying to watch that. Pretty cool. I'm going to. Uh, I'm at Philadelphia with an F on Twitter and uh, Letterboxd and uh, doing a little more writing for Cinadelphia this year, which is very exciting. And I'm still over on farsideblog.com, and I'll pass it over to the man of Cinadelphia.com himself. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, you can find all my writing at Cinadelphia.com. We're doing uh, Black Panther week Hell this yeah, week because uh, we're all hyped about this movie. So we've got so like, fucking I think hyped. about a post a day uh, tied into Black Panther. Yeah, in super some way. cool idea, by the way. That's uh, fun. thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll be doing more. This is our first theme week. We'll be doing more in the future. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and you can find my podcast, uh, Shame Files, if you look for us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can Google it. It comes up. It's on the first page. Uh, you can find my writing at Philadelphia. You can also follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Silber, whatever. That's with a B. Uh, and I think that's everything I got. If you're still listening right now, we have a uh, you know, special surprise for you. We got like a lot of cool stuff coming up. At, like actual like locked in on the calendar. Dan and I are going to guest on some things shortly that are going to be very exciting and cool. We'll have uh, we'll be able to we'll tweet out about it. But we're gonna we're not doing an I like to movie movie Oscar episode this year. We're just not going to have time. We but there will be an I like to movie movie Oscar episode this year that you can find uh, elsewhere. We'll we'll link you to it. We're going to be guests on another show. We have some very cool guests coming up uh, later this month. Actually, I think um, so. Uh, yeah, it's just, our next episode. You probably yeah, yeah. So keep in touch with us because there's going to be some very cool cool things that uh, next episode is going to be. A it, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to listen to it we have some very cool guests so um yeah and we're hoping that this year you know proves to do uh, kind of give us a lot more of that kind of stuff and we're probably going to do some more live shows too like i think the feed is going to start bouncing back and forth between some live shows and uh some recorded shows here in the kitchen not quite sure when that's going to start but i that's kind of we'll what we're building too. it's not not happening yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think that's kind of where we're building so um yeah uh it should be fun exciting Still, still loving it. 110 episodes in. Still here for you. We love 110, it. 110, nice. 110, baby. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, let's wrap this up. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. <clears throat> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got ahead of myself there. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Ryan Silverstein, and I also like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie!